as corny as Kansas in August. I'm as normal as blueberry pie. No more a smart little girl with no heart. I have found me a wonderful guy. All right, and here we are with Exalted, The Congenials, Season 1, Episode 2. Uh, it is still October 2016, and to my internet, we have X playing Y. Uh, Joe playing Mocking White Wind, uh, Lunar Shaman. Dustin playing Solar Bright Light, uh, Zenith Solar. Uh, this is Sam playing a Gatimian. Um, no cast yet. Gatimians don't have cast, so Gatimian was straight on. Yes. All right, gang. So now that we have Sam here, he will be joining us. Uh, you may know him as. Is it all right if I talk about who you are on the forum? Because you're fairly famous. Am I famous? You're sure. famous as shit. Uh, Sam is Dragon Mystic from the Exalted community. He is the fellow that is doing the Memorial Exalted, if you've heard of them. They're a kind of a neat little splat we've talked about on Sponsored by Nobody. Uh, give them a Google. So, gang, let's talk details. We are, uh, where did we leave off last session? What was going down? Unfortunately, uh, the player for the Sidereal, who I'm just messing up all the names right now, Mirage of the Ideal Destinations, is unavailable today. He'll be in next week, I think. So, last session, recap, who wants to start? Well, nutshell, we had just finished going through the old uh, solar lunar uh, reality experimentation chamber thing. Uh, we picked up the green jade armor, put behind the dragon blood's body. Uh, I guess you know I, the god and our side area went up to heaven to deal with things up there. Uh, we were headed back towards Shanta to reroute to the rock quarry where they ran across the. strange thing down in the quarry okay <laughs> mm -hmm. yes uh the circle such as it is such as it exists right now uh headed down into uh shanta proper found a bunch of strange stuff a force that was crying a giant bat monster uh they finally got cracked into that tomb that they were poking around in and found a bunch of weird stuff to change the landscape no real weapons of mass destruction as you were all afraid of and you are still on the hunt for whatever is generating these strange and fantastic beasts. Oh, that's right. It was a bat-like monster. It was at least a bat thing. Yeah. Uh, we, we were trying to deal with the Godzilla potential. <laughs> <laughs> the potential Godzilla. Yeah. You know, each creature they seem to be making gets a little more worse and horrific. We're still looking around for the chimeric beast. Ah, uh, yes, the triple beast. Yeah, that one's going to be interesting. So, as the two of you, um, I guess you're hanging out by that facility, or have you gone back to the little dock by Shanta that you were hanging out in? Well, we're probably going to have to go back to the dock by Shanta, the Sidereal dropping us off, because uh, I'll yes. have to send words to get the Magester involved. Because, you know, not having a Fate Wizard on, on call when we're dealing with strange and unusually warped monsters is not a good idea 
yes, Mirage of the Ideal Destinations has to take his leave briefly. Uh, and so in return, uh, you guys have brought in a contemporary you've dealt with previously, the Magister. And he and you're basically waiting him for, for him to come on scene. Mm-hmm. We're at the the dock just outside of Shanta, probably the best place, unless Sol's got any other thing, anything else that uh, she needs to do. Um, well, right now, the only thing... I don't have anything that I need to do. It's... I think I did everything that I wanted to do, especially with the, you know, giant elephant man. Ah, yes. Oh, yes. The crying yeah. forest. Yeah, the crying forest. We have to resolve that, that later. That, that'll come later. So, uh, Magister... You have been having uh, interesting times, as it were. Um, I think you've been just been palling around the Northeast for the last little while, trying to track down signs of not necessarily agents of fate, per se, because you know that they're a little tricksy, but maybe information on heaven that is, that is earthbound that you can use to uh, piece together your master plan. Yes, they are rather tricksy to find, even the even the traces it's they this, hide themselves very well this far northeast though you're well out of reach of the hundred god heresy and you can actually probably shake down local spirits and gods they're willing to give you the time of day especially oh, yes. once they find out you're exalted and a weirdo i am a total weirdo i don't exactly understand why they fear me so much but i'd use it to my advantage so you yes. have actually um oh someone check on my sheet and add to which the martial arts part uh, yeah, we can give that a try in a moment. That's no big deal. When we take a break, we'll do an update. So, uh, you are hanging out by a manse, uh, that is currently owned by a god-blooded. Uh, she is a, she is kind of god-blooded by a local, um, force god. So split right down the middle. Uh, half of her looks like a person and the other half is showing, uh, those weird supernatural aspect mar markings of a deity. So like her skin is kind of pulled to the right a bit and looks kind of leafy or mossy like moral mushrooms. Uh, her hands are kind of clubbed and her eyes look like, uh, uh large cat eye gems that you would find kind of in sunken swamp treasure and stuff. Uh, you've been meditating here because this manse is aspected towards the ley lines of heaven, and it's kind of a little oddity. Nice. Uh, when a bird lands on you. Strange. I thought that they were repulsed by this area. It but... is a, uh, it is a, um, oh shit, what are they called? A ration or a raten. Oh. So a raten is, imagine a crow or a vulture or a raven, and then mix it with the worst parts of a lizard, you know, but like a, a more carcass-eating-y lizard. So it has like a long slender neck, it has those big uh, lizard eyes and claws and scales. Anyway, it lands on you and uh, has a scroll on its tail. I am curious and read the scroll. It appears to be a letter from the Mocking White Wind. That is it. Is that does. Strange. I mean... Mocking White Wind? Mm -hmm. What does your letter say? Uh, dear Magister, uh, sorry to contact you by such in... Uh, I wouldn't say unusual means because this is pretty normal around Shanta. Such abrupt means... Uh, However, we've run across a strange anomaly in the area. Some local sorceress 
So I'll put down some local sorcerer or godly actor is mutating beasts outside of their normal design and adding artifact weaponry and capabilities to them and setting them upon uh, the local guilds and transport or and shipments coming in going from Shanta. I would dearly request your aid in investigating this matter as our or as my current team is down a member and we could and your expertise and the matters of fate would prove beneficial. Strange. And I give the and it has a general direction uh, information to where the dock is that we're we're based out of. It is a strange thing when the anathema of the moon ask you for a, a favor, but he did save me from that rampaging beast. I wonder if his soul rebels against the demon within. Oh will, shit, course, dog! I will, of course, acquiesce to his request. <laughs> <laughs> and so, thanking the kind God-blooded for use of the, the bands, I will depart upon the next travel to the Shanta, which I imagine is by boat. Yep, there are river boats that go along this area. That's the primary means of doing it. Uh, and it's fairly easy to get passage, seen as money is an abstraction when you have the power to punch walls down. Yes, and they also don't seem to notice me as much due to being outside of fate. I believe People kind of just look over you a little. Yeah, it's not the same as Sidereals, who are actually... Uh, since we don't know much about Gatimians, we have to extrapolate, but... We, but, but there's a power are... you can take to make yourself forgotten. It's actually just baked into Godbound. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, from what little previews we know, Gatimians have a lot of similar things to what Sidereals do, but the way they approach them are radically different. Yes. And since my time, my guy is kind of a time-omancer, which is totally a word... Um, <laughs> I bet I could uh, repair things along the ways, or perhaps return a lost thing to a, a lost trinket to people as payment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll, you'll you, people. You're able to make use of your services to people. Chronomancer. That's a better word. Exalt. <laughs> <laughs> you're not a wizard. You're an exalt. So, uh, it's going to take some time for the river uh, travel to get you up to where you need to go, but it will happen. Uh, so, Shanta itself is very different from where you were hanging out at. You were a little bit south of Rub uh, Rubilac. Uh, Shanta is dense forestry, large and uh, oppressive trees, like ones thicker than, you know, condo towers today. Um some of them made of oak so seeped in lore and history and the essence of the forest itself that they're stronger than iron. The the Shantanese, or the, yeah, Shantanese as they are, build their civilization in the canopies of these trees uh, above the forest floor. The forest floor is home to the Fey Folk. Don't hang out on the forest floor if I you can avoid it. I don't intend to. That is probably one of the first things that I am told. Yeah. Yeah, that's, will... that's, how, you, that's, how, that's how you get murdered. Yeah, I don't. And that might have been how you ran across me. I'm one of those handful of people that's down there occasionally rescuing people that get. Yes, I do owe you quite oh, a bit. I just recalled. Uh, have you guys ever played Knights of the Old Republic? Yeah. Yes. 
You know when you have to go to Kashyyyk and you have to go into the Kashyyyk forest floor and it's a unholy nightmare? Yeah. That is exactly what the forest floor of Shant is like. That's exactly what Shant is like. It's like Kashyyyk. They built their whole civilization on trees the size of skyscrapers. Huh. I just I just thought of that now. Yeah, and uh, lunars, I hate to say it, but lunars do play the role of uh, Wookiee guides really well. That's right. And you and you don't even get a medal at the end of the mission because of racism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's saddening. Okay. So, time goes by, maybe a week or two. It's not really that important. It's not like you guys have watches. And eventually... Um, you can look at the time by its sun. Yeah, exactly. And plus the solar's fairly uh, adept at figuring out what exact time it is. So uh, solar. <laughs> your companion or your, your friend or your ally or your contact will reach you at this outpost in Shanta. It's Riverside. Uh, the canopy itself extends over the large, wide and deep river. Um... It's basically a guild operation slash a Halton outpost, you know, to make sure that travelers who are coming in know to ascend to the canopies and not hang out on the forest floor. Uh, hustle and bustle, what did I say before? There was about 300 people that lived here? At any one time, the numbers keep shifting. Yeah, but there's a core population that you'll find of about 300 people. Uh, very small outpost. Uh, it just seems to be the gateway for this river uh, uh, section that that the, the guild is using. Um, it's one of the mini engines. That they drop down ropes that they wrap underneath the boat. Oh, and yeah. Lift, like, actually lift the boat out of the water up to the treetops. Oh, yeah. Rope webbing and the whole thing for cargo drops and whatnot. They even have a, a, off, a frequently used personnel elevator that's used animals and counterweights to lift people up. Yes. Yeah, the whole thing. Some of these trees are hollow, which means they're essentially used for that purpose and for, like, vaults and stuff. Uh, this is a, a fairly bustling port town. Um, when you arrive, uh, Magister, you're confronted by the Dockmaster. Oh, have fun with that. Friendly or...? Uh, a nice, big, friendly, open face. Oh, so the Dockmaster is about five feet tall even, maybe a little bit under, with a slender build. Uh, he wears the Halton leaf and leather armor where that they kind of cultivated from animal hide and uh, the, the, the steel wood and moss that they have here. Uh, what did he carry? He has a dragon psi wand on his back and a actual artifact, I think it was a jade um, dire lance that he brings with him when new people come on in because the f river has been teeming with monsters lately. Oh, uh, and when I say big, friendly, open face, I mean that his entire head is an analog to a human head, but it's made of smooth, mirrored chrome. Oh. His hands themselves... Call him chrome dome. His hands are uh, made of the same kind of chromed material and are split into threes, almost like shovel spades. Uh, you can hear a slight whirring and clicking noise coming from inside of him. Uh, when he speaks, the noise just kind of comes from his body. Good evening. Yes, it is a good evening, and it will stay a good evening, hopefully. You oh. seem to... You look, and he says look in a way that you know is in air quotes, like someone who is related to a few other guests we have here. I suppose that I have some relatives that I have not checked up upon. Perfect. Let me escort you there. That'll be great. Yes, of course. Excellent. 
he uh, he's fairly nimble and kind of has a, a lighter step to him, and he just kind of starts leading you to an elevator up a cargo uh, bridge and takes you into the uh, fort proper. He doesn't really talk to you. He just kind of you know moves his head to look over the edge of the uh, railings you have. There are webbing caches underneath these tree canopies, so if kids or stuff falls down, they just kind of fall into like a rope net and can be picked up later. I know we are in a rush, but I cannot help but look over the edge and watch as all of this happens. The horizon is obliterated by the amount of foliage and treetops that are present everywhere. It's impossible to see the river below unless you get to spe- specifically cultivated and cut areas. It's just dense with life. It's lousy with eastern mana. I've read about this place, but I've never seen this. I never imagined it would look so full of life. Uh, continue on, please. I just gotta go on mute for one second. One minute, sec, guys. Okie doke. Sorry, I'm back. My bad. Uh, what were you saying? Not, uh, n- nothing important, really. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a very nice, very calm place. That is why I work here. Yes. Uh, and yeah, he eventually leads you to one of the uh, more curated parts of the tree. It looks like it was a large knot hole, you know, the size of maybe uh, 20 men on each other's shoulder uh, in diameter. That's been turned into a sort of bar or tea house. Tea house would be the more appropriate term. And he walks in and brings you to a table where Mocking White Wind and Solar are currently at. Um, we've sitting there, we've got a big map, uh, made up of copies that we got from the local guild, uh, and we've got it marked. Yeah, this, this is my map that I've been using, uh, that every time we have, have a new discovery or something like that, I mark it on it there in a combination of Lunar and First Age script. Hey, Wind, uh, Sola. Yes. Your friend's oh. here. Oh, uh, the magister. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. I, no trouble, right? Uh, no, not at all. Well, uh, That's in right. Fact, we'll be heading out probably short order. He puts his shovel hands to his face, points at his face, points at you. No trouble. No of trouble. <laughs> and leaves. And laughs, apparently. <laughs> that's Nicole in the background, listening nope, in. No, that's a bar patron. <laughs> there you go. Oh my god. Uh, would you mind describing your characters, and I'll describe it. That is a, I was about to suggest that. That's perfect. Okay. okay. Uh, White Wind uh, stands about, I don't know, 5 foot 11, 5 foot 12, 5 foot 12, 6 foot 2. Uh, he is a darker skinned it looks like maybe uh he came from a northern tribes he like northern tribesman stock he does have his lunar tattoos but he's he's wearing a black uh two-piece undersuit uh with a large cloak and hood combination he uses to cover it up uh and he is he keeps his head his face and head wrapped kind of in a turban style interesting and uh, I guess uh, we stowed the the jade weapon. Uh, did we ever? No, we did not work out who was going to carry around or use the hardware. So we'll, we'll get to that later. But uh, yeah, he doesn't carry any obvious weapons uh, except for a bow, which looks like a hunter's bow. 
and maybe just a service knife on his back. So nothing all that unusual, really, in Halta. All right. Uh, Sola? Uh, Sola is a um, younger girl, about 14, just blonde hair, paler skin, um, wearing mostly just ceremonial garb with a uh, staff. So nothing too interesting about her other than she's probably the youngest looking. Right. Well, that's no uh, competition because the Magister is an old man, very tall, lanky, kind of gaunt. He is dressed in long black and gold robes, almost uh, cinched together to make ease, make ease for walking, of course, and carries not but a satchel on his side. I just realized, I just know, I just figured out exactly what Mocking White Wind looks like. He's like Piccolo without the ridiculous shoulder pads. <laughs> oh my god, that's perfect. Uh, Travel said that a Tavel, sorry, uh, said that my character looks kind of like the death from Supernatural. Oh, nice. That guy has a distinctive old man face, even though he's like, I think in his 50s, maybe. <laughs> yeah, Julian Richings. And Sola probably looks like Index from the Certain Magical Index. Please, no. No? I hate Index. <laughs> the character? Yes, I hate Index as a character. That picture I just linked is perfect. It looks like he's pouting. I can't say I hate Index as a show, considering I'm actually playing another campaign where it is in that setting. Right. But I'm talking about just her costume, the the formal-looking robes and the, the long hair with the younger body. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not saying that you are Index. I'm just saying it's a costuming choice sort of thing. Yeah, right. And it's like easier it. for me to reference than if I pulled out some other shoujo anime. <laughs> yeah. Works for me. So okay. the three hey. of you are in a tea house. Um, Sola, by the way, that kid with the pet smart monkey that you've been hanging out with uh, or you were hanging out with he comes in every once in a while and just hangs out with you guys um just to shoot the shit oh boy what hey. a great guy yeah you've attracted yourself an admirer <laughs> uh, mocking white wind you have called for me amid a strange i did not expect to hear from you again yes i do apologize uh we have been tracking down some interesting third party who's been modifying creatures in the area and sending them against the uh, Chantan and their fort and their supply lines. And well, we've been making inroads trying to track down the source, but we've also hit a couple dead ends. And unfortunately, recently one of our one of my companions, who is an expert in uh, fate magic and heavenly dictates. Uh, you have well, been one of those. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, my companion ha was called away on uh, high-priority matters. And in truth, we would daily need an expert on board if we're going to run across more strange reality-warping magics. Uh, my own expertise tends more towards the natural and towards uh, common you know, herbalist, uh, naturalist skills. What little magic I do have access to tends to be more healing and beneficial. I would need someone who specializes more and uh, direct fate 
reweaving in strange esoteric magics, such as yourself, Magister. I would hesitate to describe myself as much, but you have... You seem to have... Uh, a knowledge beyond that of mine regarding this issue, so I will follow your lead on this particular matter. Well, in the sense that we would... We could also use additional exalted aid. You're... I, I will... I do owe you my life. That rampaging beast would have torn me from my limbs. I, I will join you, yes. I do appreciate the assistance, and in the long run, we're doing this more in a matter of uh, protecting Shanta against outside attacks, so this would be more beneficial to the locals and the mortals here. If this, coincide, if this coincides with your own uh, agenda, I know you have your own research that you're doing. Yes, yes, I believe I will. It will be served by perhaps staying with you for a little bit. Very well. Uh, let me give you a rundown of what, we've, what we're currently tracking to potentials. We have a strange creature called a Tri-Beast, which has been attacking, and I point out the different locations on the map where it's done attacks. Unfortunately, while it has a pattern, it doesn't have a definitive one, so we're still debating whether or not we want to spend the time and the resources to track this one down yet. However, we do have something more certain. There is a rock quarry to the uh, west here, and we have a confirmed sighting by our uh, Agent of Heaven of a strange bat monster which has been based there for some time and it seems to be localized there and there's a chance that it might have been the spawning pit where whatever sorcerer's act has created it originate here and it might be a perfect chance for us to see where they're creating these beasts interesting wow. this is of course an assumption but it's the best we have and we need more definitive evidence before we can act hmm If anything, while we would like to contain the beast, perhaps neutralize it, we need intelligence. And your skills and mine combined should more than make up for any immediate issues. And if we run into any sort of harmful magics, uh, my companion here, Sola, may I introduce her, is an expert in dealing with uh, exorcisms and certain hostile evil forces that uh, banishing them. She's uh, exceptionally good at this and has been at it for some time with uh, leading her uh, flock and followers. Her followers? Uh, she leads a uh, fellowship, I believe, a, a, a religious order. She is a priestess. Ah. That I am. Quite young. I must congratulate you on your uh, ascension in the race ranks. The Dog Master is a bit abrupt, but so far our dealings with him, and I say that with quotes, <laughs> uh, have been congenial as well as businesslike. And let's just keep it at that with him. I'd rather not have any issues. I have We're no intention of stirring up any troubles. We are oh, looking... Believe me, I am far beyond that stage. 
I, I'm aware, Maester, from what little you've told me and your own issues with the realm, I don't wish to bring any more problems to you. Indeed. So, you say that this beast, you're having trouble tracking him down. Well, we want to... So we want to look into this issue with the strange bat creature to the quarry to the west, and if that doesn't pan out, then we want to see if we can start tracking this tri-beast. The tri-beast is an active attacker, and we most definitely would like to neutralize it, and then I would like to examine it and figure out you know, exactly how it's been modified. I, there's some sorcerers working here, and it's a little bit beyond me, so I thought bringing you in might be our best chance at figuring out where it's coming from and maybe tracing it to its source. Not much of a tracker, and I admit I am new to such things. I do not you say your friend had access to heaven. Such a strange and rare thing. Uh, yes, that's more up for our companion to explain when he returns from his duties there. I but I'd uh, like to speak to your companion when he does return. But, of course... The matter of hand is this beast, or a pair of beasts, or tri-beasts, as you would say. Yes, it's something we need to look into. Um, we can have make arrangements for travel out west, but we probably will have to cross over by land. However, I wouldn't worry too much about it because I am aware of a safer track that we can take. Well, we quite well, we don't quite have the benefit of our other companions' speed abilities. My own. Knowledge in the local countryside and uh, travel techniques will get us there in short, safely in short order. Although we might wish to uh, commission a boat. We do I have some. Suggest, we do I have believe, some resources on hand. Of course, of course. I am not very good at the tracking, but if we were to go to a place that had once been attacked, I might be able to do something. I might be able to divine some sort of knowledge from it, at least. That's what I was hoping. Your ability to track the uh, threads of fate and history um, were most History would perhaps be a better wording of it. I do not interact with fate. I see. Well, then your ability to read the history of an event would be more useful to us. Yes. But let's... Uh, if we can't, if you're willing, we can pack and get you ready, be out the door before the sun sets, and I can uh, give us quick uh, travel by boat till we reach the uh, closest land route to the quarry. By all means, lead ahead. All right, so you guys are leaving the Shantanese uh, outpost and heading to the that weird quarry with the bat monster. Yes. All right. Uh, this takes you away from the Shanta Outpost, which is kind of like around here. All right. Oh, man, that's so imprecise. And you're just going to be heading around like here. Did you see that? No, I didn't actually. Mm -mm. Come on. There we okay. go. Yep. So more to the mouth of the rivers. Yeah, like the river splits into like three or four little bits there, and it's more to the leftmost bit. Uh, travel through Shanta is fantastic because of all the trees, the, the, the thick foliage, the canopy that itself is basically a area you can traverse overland and go as the crow, as the ration flies, <laughs> uh, because there's no real natural obstacles there. Once you have to descend down into the more wintry hinterland areas, 
becomes a little bit trickier. Uh, the, the fertile soil and the generations of burned and desiccated leaves and plant matter that make this place a, uh, a life spring of potential gives way to hardened, frozen over earth and uh, soil, and then eventually to, you know, snowfall and uh, light dustings of winter. As you hit more, t- as basically the ley lines give way to the natural cycle of the elemental pool of uh, air. Right. The and chill- more. T- I'm the- sorry, I was going to say more territory than I'm used to. Yeah. The chill forever wind that pours in from the north. Mm-hmm. So, um, white wind, you're able to pick up uh, the tracks that your serial ally left behind before, Mirage, and mm-hmm. basically backtrack to that quarry he had to make a detour from. Right, yeah, I mean, he described the location to me, and I marked it on the map, so I have a general dead reckoning as to where I'm going, but obviously I'll have to get, narrow it down once I get there. Uh, you skirt around an old realm uh, town, actually. Like, this is like a frontier satrap that never really grew beyond mining town, uh, slash uh, export town. Is it a ghost town, or oh, yeah. still people? totally empty. Uh, let's... There are little farms here that have been kind of dug up and just left. The soil was never tended to. Rocks have irrigated their way back into the farmland or you know, maybe migrated there idly when they were bored. Uh, the windows have been shuttered. Some have just been left open. Uh, the land itself is reclaiming this place. And on the outskirts, you can see the outline of uh, where the earth was gouged open into a marble quarry. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is an old abandoned realm... Uh, outpost, basically. Yeah, it's been maybe two or three seasons. That's not that long, actually. Hmm. Nature's unforgiving when you're this far east and north. Hmm. It does not give a shit. Um, hold on one second. I just want to check something here. Alright. But yeah, this is uh, kind of the little staging op- area you got, the three of you have. We can use the town if we have to. And it does not seem like the residents would care. <laughs> uh, something you'll note, uh, Mocking White Wind, uh-huh. is that there is just a lot of back guano in these buildings. Really? Yeah, the floor is kind of pasted with them. And there's like signs and fur and little bits uh, that show that a lot of bats have lived here recently. And uh, none of them currently. Uh, yeah, you see little colonies of them uh, hanging out in the eaves. Hmm. That's interesting. I mean, that makes sense, but... Uh, when we get this close, I will I will uh, drop any vestiges that I'm normal and pop my claws. Since that doesn't take any effort, I'll just pop them out. Alright. Um, <laughs> I'm not actively attacking anyone, but I'm just not... I, I got that feeling that we might get jumped. Um, I begin actively tracking if this large creature has ever been that he's reported has ever left the quarry. I want to do a perimeter search. Well, All right. yeah, Sola. Oh, sorry. Uh, let's 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 help with that. Creation's first light. Commit effort. X-ray vision. <laughs> ah, yes. Creation's first light. Your ability to see through everything. Well. Almost everything. Yeah, give or take. Mm. Uh, these buildings have a lot of bats in them. Not much else. 
And I don't think Creation's first light works all that well deep underground, does it? Like you keep going for a bit, but you're just gonna eventually hit a ley line or something and just stop. There are um, no caves or tunnels under the ground here. I will actively, I will actively use uh, tracking. I guess uh, wisdom. I guess. Um, you won't actually need to. It's not that difficult. The wind changes, and there's the stench of death coming uh, from the quarry. Oh, jeez. But I'm actually trying to see if that large creature has act ever actively left that quarry. It has not. Okay, so there's no dug-up trees or anything that, that stands out. Not at all. Hmm. Okay. Is, is this where it happened? Uh, you said there was a beast attack. Is this... It's not so much an attack as uh, my companion noticed that the creature was located in the quarry. It might be nesting here. If it's a bat-like creature, it might be flying in and out. Which would explain why I'm not seeing any tracks, but at the same time, um, I'm afraid to say that's where we're going to have to go. I mean, if it was flying around here, you'd think you'd find, you know, piles of bad guano caking this place. Yeah. Maybe it buries the ground. Uh, we'll advance on the quarry quietly and take a look down and see what's going on. Uh, that smell gets almost unbelievable once you get near to the quarry. The quarry itself is a large scar in the earth where they've ripped off the top uh, soil and dug up the more uh, mineral outgrowths and have just carved this into like a rectangular, squared off, cubed quarry. There's still stones that have been cut lined here that were never brought up the uh, the, the gentle slopes they put into here for out, for you know moving it out and getting it onto barges. Uh, and the, there is, you know, Bigger than any Yetum, bigger than an elephant, is a just a large bat-shaped monster. Uh, on its back, its stomach bloated, uh, and its head's caved in. Okay, that explains that. Someone took care of the problem. Its head has a uh, large brass helmet uh, that looks that doesn't have any like eye holes or anything on it that fits its bat head, and yeah, the brass has been like split and caved inward. Uh, hmm. I guess we make our way down. Uh, Sola, I'm sorry, but once we examine it, I think I'd really like you to pass that thing. Do we need to know what happened to it? Yeah, we're going to examine it, obviously. If it, if it I died... I might have a better option. Oh? Yes. That's part of the reason why I brought you. <laughs> yes. Uh, let us approach it, uh, as loath I am to do so. I pass out rags so everyone can cover their mouths. Oh, and noses. thank you. It's, okay. The stench is... Unbelievable. Disturbingly great. Uh, I, I apply pine resin on the inside to the rag, so we mostly smell pine. <laughs> I mean, right. it's not going to completely get rid of the stench, but it'll mask it enough. Oh, thoughtful. <laughs> no, it's pine smell smelling rot. Anyway, it's not rot smelling rot. Smells great. I love the smell of pine. <laughs> With the rot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't let them know that I can just seal my nose, and my sinuses, and change the way my my <laughs> breathing works, so I don't have to deal with it. <laughs> Ugh. Well, once we get close once enough... Once they find out that you're not affected by that kind of stuff, you're going to be the first guy to go into the septic tank to search for clues. I know. <laughs> I know. The exact moment they discover... <laughs> it's, it's like, isn't this bothering you? No, not really. Oops. 
I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So once he approaches a reasonable distance from the corpse, the magister will kneel down, bring his hands up, glowing with the purple light that I assume is. Oh, you're you're gonna start spending essence. Yes. Internal or external? Um, I think I only have internal at the moment. Okay, so when he spends his essence, like you, you can you can feel him kind of using that kind of internal connection he has to um, chakras and whatnot. Uh, mm-hmm. Underneath his skin, you can kind of see a pale, almost sickly purple-pink light pulse out through, kind of like a black light, and uh, it highlights the back of. Uh, it almost cuts through his clothes, and you can see things moving in his rib cage and in his spine. Whoa. Smaller. Which... Think way more legs. Yeah. So, okay. like, spider patterns moving up and down his back. Yeah. yeah. That's creepy. Yeah. Exalts. Exalts. Dude, I'm creepy. My entire body goes T2 on me when I start <laughs> going through some of my more radical shifting. <laughs> yes. That line that, uh, jumps that originates from one of his T-lines, runs down across his uh, arms to the ground, and as he leans down and places it on the ground, it spreads out in that web-like pattern that is so indicative of what you might expect. Ghostly essence patterns of spider-like creatures play out on the ground below. Yes. And you feel the winds rushing behind your ears as these uh, ghostly uh, members of Vision coalesce and bring some light towards them. And you can see this almost... uh, These shapes form out of the mist and rising from it, you can find that beast monster itself. And... Actually, fun fact, only you get to see what happens. They only see a light show. Oh, darn. Yep. Womp womp. Oh. Okay, well, uh, then he will start to coalesce it into what actually happened as uh, Echoes of the Past. So, uh, a bit of a rewind happens. Uh, What are you looking for? The moment this thing dies? Yes. All right, so this thing is rampaging around the quarry. It can't really leave. It's stuck in here. Um, And then it starts, like screeching and moving like it's in pain uh and it starts using its little like tiny bat hands to like clutch at its chest and its stomach uh then it tries to hop around and get away from itself slams its head into the ceiling of the quarry because the the quarry has like a cave system that goes deeper into here Uh, it does that a few times till its helmet splits open and then it falls over and its stomach's writhing and after a while the writhing stops it seems like it was Poisoned of some sort. Poisoned? And I'm assuming. I'm not sure. It was killed from the inside. Whatever killed it is in. I'm sure that blunt head trauma might have been part of the reason why it's dead. Well, yes, that's how it actually died. But what caught it went mad. There was a poison of some sort, or perhaps some. I don't know. In its chest, its gut is literally blo- blown open, rotting. Oh, no, not blown open, just bloated. 
whatever killed it started from inside the gut. It was not... Oh. Beautiful. It was not a very good death. Okay. And it's very much dead right now? Yep. Some mm. might say cadaverific. Yeah, that's not fun. <laughs> um... <laughs> Fun. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask the two of you to get back. Oh, you don't have to ask me twice. Oh, so, yeah. so someone's getting the pointy stick. Uh, yep. We're gonna. I'm not even gonna use my claws on this one. I'm gonna go find. Uh, this is a quarry. Is there any tools laying around or anything I can grab? Sure. There's like long uh, lengths of like wood and stuff for like holding up uh, various. Uh, uh, stone blocks as they're being moved. Like there, there's a stick over there. I will carve using my claws a long ragged edge on it, and uh, this is gonna stink. So I will, I will gut the creature slightly to open it up. Well, I'll not even slightly. I'll gut the creature so I can see what's what's inside it. For yeah, reference, this thing is T-Rex sized. Yeah, I know. Just making sure. I, if I have to, I will fly up there and do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you start poking at its stomach, and if you've ever seen a picture of a whale carcass uh, being even slightly prodded uh, after it's died, this thing blows. <sighs> and you guys are in the presence of an enormous swarm of bats. Really? Oh, yeah, by the thousands. They just start pouring out of its stomach, along with its insides. Ah. Ah. Is there anything I can use my magic to not get them on me? <laughs> uh, probably combat, because a part of that swarm is attacking you. These bats are small. Um, they don't have legs. They only have their wings. Their head and their neck seem fused, and their mouths just open straight up into um, little saw-teeth fangs. Uh, they look minerally, like natural, but almost like they were cultivated to be almost like a, like a bear trap or clippers. Huh. Good grief. Uh, well, once again, someone has created weaponized parasitic bats. Bats, oh. bats, bats, bats. So, we are now engaging in combat, guys. Hurrah. Yep. So, as per combat, you are not surprised because you expected something to happen, mm -hmm. which means you guys go first, and then the swarm goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, of the three of you, who would like to go first? Since I'm the one who Poked it, me. All right, you have a swarm on your on uh, coming at you. Okay, I will commit effort for the scene. Um, my claws start generating a horrific venom, and uh, against mobs or lesser foes, the venom makes your attacks do maximum damage in place of that effect. Okay, I uh, didn't realize that. That's amazing. <laughs> And uh, my claws are uh, basically. I'm going to roll the hit, and my claws do die ten plus one. So it'll do eleven damage to them. The swarm is AC nine. So for people who are new to the system, just to do a recap, especially for the listeners, uh, you're gonna what uh, uh, Joe's gonna do is he's gonna roll one d twenty. He's gonna add his base attack bonus, the better of his strengths or dex, depending on whatever he wants, and then the AC of the monster. The monster's AC is nine. Therefore, a lower AC is better. And if he gets a 20, he's hit the monster. Plus 9, and... Uh, sorry. Give me a second here. 
No problem. I'm, oh, actually, I'm, I'm plus three because of my claws and my ace, my decks. So, um, and I don't think there's any other modifiers. Yeah, it'll just be your strength or decks plus your base attack bonus. Yep, that's going to hit. You have hit the swarm, and now you don't even roll damage, you do max damage, which is d10 plus. Uh, it's uh, d10 plus one, so 11. So 11. Now, if you all look at your character sheets, there's a chart, and this is where Godbound kind of fixes itself so it can integrate with the old 2nd edition monsters manual, which is why it's in 2nd edition, so you can just use the 2nd edition monsters manual and have every monster ever written backwards compatible. Okay. So... You, this is only happens for when you roll dice. He has rolled a d10 plus 1 and has gotten an 11, which means, as per the chart, he's gotten 10 plus, which means he's done 4 damage to this creature. Now, in 2nd edition D&D, and if you guys know 3rd edition D&D, monsters have two types of hit points. They have hit dice and hit points. The hit dice is how many dice you roll to get their hit points. In Godbound, you guys have hit points, and every monster doesn't get hit points. They only get their hit dice. So if a dragon has 10 d20 plus 100 hit points, they just have 10 hit points. Mm -hmm. And the chart is the limiting factor that kind of funnels that down so that combat can actually be engaging but not go on forever. Right. So you've yep. done four damage? Yep. Okay. The swarm. Uh, you, you start ripping through the swarm. You start batting bats with your venom claws and knocking them into the ground. Yep. Some of them get so envenomed and infected, they just pop. Ugh. I know, right? Nasty. That's uh, that's me. Giant. I have giant uh, owl talons ripping through people. Who? Who? I, I I am a massive raton right now. Oh. Actually, uh, no, not a raton. What is the uh, Strix? Strix. Yes, thank you. Raton I, I, are I, lizard crows. Right. I I am the gargantu the gargantuan owl. I am. My avatar is the Strix. Oh my god! Owls hunt bats. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Oh my god, it's almost like somebody thought of the thematics of this. Mm. <laughs> might, might be scaring these things instinctively. So, who would like to go next? Um, I can go next. Alright, so, you have recently picked up Snake Style. Yes, I have. I also picked up something else, too. That's awesome. Uh, is there anything special you want to do for this fight, or do you want to just do a smite or just straight up attack? Because you have serpent uncoils. That I do, and that has to do with. Okay. So how serpent uncoils works as your martial arts is it's an action thing, so it takes it to your whole action. So as an action, you can just make an attack at 30 feet and do 1d10 plus your strength or dex damage. Yes. I'm going to do, and the smite is just the 2D. Yes, the smite is, we're just uh, getting really familiar 2D8. with the little guys. So yeah, you could either do 2D8 or you can do, uh, yeah, no, you can do the 2D8. Yep, I think I'm going to... This poisons, but you know what? I think I'm just going to smite with the occult. Alright. Uh, Sola is using a miracle, which means she commits effort for, I believe, miracling is what? Commit effort for the day? Yeah. 
So, Sola's committed effort for the day to use a generic smite, which is, I think, Divine Wrath, which means she gets to do 2d8 damage automatically to this swarm. So, if you do roll 2d8 on the thing, each individual die you roll goes through the chart. Okay. So, slash R, 2d8. Yep, so a 5 and a 1. So, if you guys look at your character sheet, a 1 does nothing, a 5 does 1. <laughs> Rip. Womp, womp. So, uh, yeah, supernatural sorceress energy flies out from Sola's hands uh, and detonates a few of the bats. Oh, shit. You guys get fray dice, and we forgot about that. So, uh, just to Let explain, me roll my fray dice. Yeah, everyone gets, every turn, they get a 1d8 die they get to roll that does automatic damage to lesser monsters around them. Okay. So, for instance, uh, Mocking White Wind just rolled his 1d8 fray die and got a 3, which on the chart that we were just talking about that I don't have in front of me is one damage. Mm-hmm. And Magister also did one. And Soul? Do another D8. Oh, he said BRB two minutes. Okay. I'm going to roll for him. Whoop. Really bad at this. Nothing. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. But the three of you just being here did two damage to the swarm. Mm-hmm. You just get that automatically for being exalts, for being god How bound. Huge is this swarm? Uh, the main swarm has gone away into the sky. It's just leaving. Uh, this is a small part of it that's broken off to attack you guys. Okay. But that's bad that this swarm just went live. Yeah. Great. I mean, it's not the best. No. We're going to have to track it down and find some way of eliminating so, it. So, Magister, it is your turn. Are you saying that we have made a mistake in this? I yell out to Mocking Whitewind. Well, I would rather not let all those loose, but we needed to figure out what was inside this thing. Interesting. Well, Why, do you have any way to put the genie back in the bottle? Well, I wouldn't say in that term. He doesn't know. Uh, the Jin back in the ring? Yeah, do you have any way of restoring uh, restoring the situation? Or undoing what I did? Yes, I do. Do it. <laughs> Seriously? Alright. Yeah, I return. Hey, we were just talking about Frey Die and giving everyone a crash course on how those work. Oh, Frey Dice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh... Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, um... Let's see. How can I describe this? I don't know. This kind of goes against... I know we're using Godbound, but this kind of goes a little bit against uh, Exalted. I was thinking about that with the time word, and it really doesn't, because the time word is... is The, the, the time outlaw is meant for a thematic consequences thing, as opposed to a time travel blanket rule. Right. Uh, allow me to take care oh. of it, though. Just, you know, just okay. so... I kind of know how it all goes down. Right. I, I love your what you're doing, though. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, committing internal effort. So you get to choose an internal effort effect if you care. Um, the Magister uh, glows with that internal light as his anima bonfire basically lights him up from the inside uh, ghoulishly, uh, showing a colony of small spiders that live inside his skeleton, moving around rapidly, pulling threads through his marrow and through his uh, joints. 
uh, culminating in an entire sort of uh, spindle or uh, mandala of threads uh, connecting all of his different ribs together, kind of like they've made a nest there. Mm -hmm. uh, they all rapidly start spinning a turbine of threads and uh, Dreamcatcher-like uh, uh, builds, builds of essences as he meditates, and the area around you guys visibly shatters, almost like glass, or almost like porcelain being ripped out of, uh, ripped out of a, a plate. Um, the swarm in the sky kind of just folds in on itself. The bat creature folds in on itself, and you see that the, the stomach is bloated again, and covered in, and full of bats. Interestingly, though, the corpses of the bats are still, of the ones that you killed, are still at your feet. Yup, and Sola is still uh, burning with his, her anima bonfire from spending essence on the smite. And I'm still claws out, dripping acid. Yeah, and you yes. still have, like, tiny little bites on you that don't do anything. Okay, uh... That was more than I realized. Collapse a little bit onto the ground. He's hey, lost it. Uh, thank you. And are you okay? I'm fine. I'm fine. All right. Let's revise that plan. Uh, I go. You get guys that... are now being pelted by bodies of the dead things. Uh, a bunch of those bats flew too high up, and their tiny little stupid lungs can't actually deal with getting to higher altitudes that bats would take. So uh -huh. there's a few hundred bats falling on you right now. You. <laughs> well, uh, with the giant bloated body there, as the uh, things are falling down, I have a change of plans, and I go collect that wood. Okay. And I get a lot more, a lot more. <laughs> oh dear. And so, I'm, uh... I'm, I'm basically gonna bonfire the hell out of this thing. You give the bat a Viking funeral. A... It's the only way to be sure. Very good. Uh, and I will and I will pile every one of those little evil suckers that fall down from the sky in there and I and we just build this giant bonfire of uh, bloated bat carcass and dead little bat sucker things. So the fur it. on these bats is hollow, kind of like um, I don't remember. There's an animal that has hollow fur, I think like a chinchilla or whatever. Uh, long story short, these things are super flammable, kind of like nice. pine needles. I think that's actually. Uh, what are they? You ever Those, put dry the... pine needles on a fire? Yeah. Yeah. Burn like crazy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you smuffocate the remaining bats. <laughs> I'm very glad we brought you with us, Magester. That little trick was a lot more useful than I realized. <sighs> don't don't rely on it. It only works because these are terrible. These. These are terribly weak creatures. Ah, uh, duly noted. Their destiny is much easier for you to hijack. Yes, I... Yeah. I and see. And also because we caught it so quickly. That's true, and I would much rather not uh, let a spread of a plague of whatever these things are out. Yes. It is... I was not expecting that. It seems that it has given birth instead of died. Oh no, it most definitely died. Whoever created this beast may have also created these parasites. Uh, do you try to give the body a sort of autopsy while it's burning? I wait till uh, it's I, until that gut and whatever's inside it stops squeaking. <laughs> That's fair. Um, since you're so great at this, it actually uh, you know let's 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 do a roll just to just to get ourselves in the swing of things. 
Uh, so I wouldn't make you, but where is it? Skill as a sniper, inhuman monsters. Uh, let's do just straight wisdom. Uh, so I'm d I have no exact specialization in this. Not as precise as you'd think, but d20, get over seven, as that is your wisdom check. Look at that. There we go. Oh no, you don't you don't add your wisdom to this. You just oh, roll straight so over your check. But that's fine. It would have been fourteen. Yeah. Which is great about the API for the dice roller. So, uh you give this thing an autopsy. Cause of death um was, you know, probably that head injury it gave itself, but it also suffered a couple strokes. Its uh heart is too small for its body and it was suffering from giganticism. Oh, Interesting. So, also, its stomach was a breeding ground for these things. It's full of eggs that yeah. are, you know, dead now. Thank goodness. Hmm. That's uh, gross. Yes. Uh, Am yes. I? When I look at this thing, does it look like it originally was just a giant, a bat that had been force grown? Uh, yeah. Actually, parts of it, like the reason it doesn't have eyes, is because its eyes are really tiny, and its teeth are really small some of its bones are uh, not the right shape. I pull that brass headpiece off and start examining it. Uh, it's mostly like uh, meat and muscle and skin, like skin layered upon skin. Uh, parts of it are cartoonishly out of proportion for a creature this big. No, but the brass helmet thing that it had on its face. It was just a helmet. That's what I mean. I examine it as well. Okay. And I'm as uh, basically I'm doing the whole is this thing magically or was magically active? Shockingly enough, it doesn't seem to be uh, sorcerously enhanced hmm. or have any sort of legacy to it. It's it's actually a curated piece of brass armor. Curated, like it was, it huh. was manufactured and built for this thing's shape. It does it look? It's oh, fitted. Well. Hmm. Huh. And it well. Obviously, it's brass, so it dented its head in, so there's a giant rent down the middle. Yeah. It's, what is the quality on this brass? Because if I remember correctly, the inner workings that were inside the turtle were much higher quality brass as well. Uh, This is not very... Th th this is like, like mass-produced armor brass. Like it, it doesn't mm -hmm. have a high purity. It's mixed in with other uh, materials just to kind of get more out of it. You know, mm -hmm. to, to kind of spread out the, the amount they had. Hmm. Interesting. There are a lot of impurities. And there's no other ob uh, objects of uh, metal, metallic nature inside the body? Uh, there are a few uh, pins and splints and reinforcements along its skeletal structure, mostly to the wings and uh, to its spinal column and to the part that supports its neck. So it wouldn't collapse on itself right away. Yeah, it looks like it was too big and it, it, all of its bones were under stress. So, someone force grew a host for these bat creatures. I'm wondering if the creatures themselves did, weren't bat-like originally, but because they fed on this bat, they picked up its qualities. Hmm. You would know more about that sort of thing than I. Perhaps one of your fellows did this. I don't think so. This doesn't match our philosophy. Not to mention the fact that uh, this parasitic nature, while interesting, I'm not very familiar with any sort of geode parasites. And I'm assuming these these eggs are geode-like. 
from what you described. Uh, the eggs look like they're leather, leathery snake eggs. Mm, crack one open. A uh, little tiny bat baby inside with its little sharp teeth. And they, and those are the rock-like teeth? Yeah. Minerally. Mm. Now, hmm. Hmm. Okay. It's too many questions, but interesting. All the same. Uh, I think that our next place to go examine will be inside the cave. Yeah, I would say so. I'm not so certain. It seems like it was kept here for ease, not because of the cave. I suspect well, there's nothing but feces down there. But if you desire... Well, between Solo and myself, we can do a quick a quick uh, exploration of it to verify. If the cave's just a storage, stowage place. Well, I will, I will join you. Okay. And that worries me because if this thing was, well, eating and breathing and doing stuff like that, if its stomach was just filled with these eggs, maybe it had uh, passed some. And last thing we need is more of these creatures just sitting. Especially if they grow as large as the mother. Assuming it's a mother. Strange. It has babies. It's a mother. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure I would call paras parasitic bat creatures babies but sure <laughs> don't they look like mini versions of they do and the inside of its stomach looks like it's partially some sort of egg sac okay so maybe it is it's, maybe that it, it was it, you could either you could go either way these things are not natural looking yeah someone someone's did some serious work uh, almost brutal work like they were like it was put together stupidly fast now, what would a person have to do with a giant bat monster? Well, uh, screaming little ones. Think about it. Shanta uses a great deal of air travel for its communication. These little creatures in the air nesting and traveling around would attack any uh, messenger birds, airships, or anything else in the immediate vicinity. So you're saying it's like a uh, a stopping of the lines of communication, a, a forward attack. Precisely. This, uh, this uh, in essence, was a living bomb. Now the kind other of. creatures, or maybe perhaps it was a plague, a plague designed to wipe across all of Eastern creation. Well, I mean, look at these strange creatures. They don't have, they have a mouth and they have a rudimentary stomach. They don't have all vestigial limbs. They're crude. They're designed to be aggressive. They'll attack everything, beat everything. Though. I don't expect them to last more than off maybe a season or so with this crude bi biological design. Sorry, he wouldn't say biological. With this crude physical design, this this was a brutal. This was a brutal attack. Someone was expecting someone to come and prod this. Either that, or they would have eventually eaten their way out. That is a question now. What was the plan? Were they planning on somebody coming in and investigating? Or were they just letting it digestate and uh, attack on its own accord? Probably a little column A, column B. Not entirely sure. Either way, either way, these things would have eventually chewed their way out. Yeah, agreed, agreed. 
and then they would have filled the sky attacking any messenger birds or airships in the area. And this quarry is not that far away from Chanta's uh, main messenger lines. It would it definitely would cause a large problem trying to deal with these. But my point is, is somebody targeting you or Sola? Mm, well, Do they suspect that you are interfering with your plans? I don't know if they've had time enough for that. It's only well, been about that, it's only said, been about two weeks since we started actively hunting these aberrations. Man, you if, did say that this was crude and quick. Sorry. Uh, and for reference, uh, earlier uh, when you guys were fighting the hippo, you know, the river monster, it yeah. had been there for years. Yeah. So uh, uh, even though it's probably been like, what, three weeks now? About it, that. The rate that communication goes around, sure, magical users with messenger resources would realize that we're active. But the creation of this creature, even though I say it's crude, I, I do think it probably took somewhat some good amount of time. So longer than three weeks, you say? Mm, I, it's an estimate. I'm just... I'm, I'm spitballing here until I get my hands on more sorcerer's knowledge to make a more definitive answer. Whoever we're going up against has got a powerful amount of information about modifying uh, living creatures. Seems strange that things like this are happening all the time at the edges of reality. It's a soft zone. It's an easy place to attack. Which is why I get why you think that my people may be doing this, but no, no, this isn't our style. At least not any that I know in the area. He does raise an eyebrow at when you say, this isn't your style. I just it smile. sounds exactly like your style. <laughs> uh, Let's just say Shanta isn't necessarily a high-priority target. Now, if we were down at Ruby Lack or, say, closer to... Nexus. Nexus, The maybe. worst place in the world. Hey. The problem is, is there's too many power players down there. Agreed. If we were further west, more into realm territory, I'd see it. But here? No. No. Well, that does raise the question of... Well, I was going to say who has enemies of Shanta, but that's pretty much a lot of people. Well, the realm doesn't like us. Uh, we've allied ourselves with the Bull of the North. Uh, there could be agents down in Nexus trying to disrupt the city because of its uh, trade dominion in this territory. Ruby Lack and Shanta share no love, even though they're more or less under a forced truce thanks to the Bull. It does not seem right now. Although this would be a perfect time for such attacks to start happening. To me, it feels more like a agent of chaos rather than an actual considered effort. That's what I'm thinking as well. Terrorist attacks of some kind, mostly to cause fear, disruption, and weakening. There's a primary target in there somewhere, we just haven't seen it yet. But usually that needs to be followed up with something else. That's what I'm afraid of. These are all softening attacks. Hitting the periphery. They're they're looking for an opening. 
maybe they're trying to motivate the um, Chunting government to take certain courses of action. It's hard to say. Hmm. That's certainly interesting. Well, I mean, why would you use terrorist attacks of this strange biological nature? It's hard to... It'd be hard to pin it down if it wasn't for the fact that we're we're here and we're essence aware. Most would consider these just monsters, wild they creatures. Would... Well, to be fair, they they could just be wild creatures, but you say that they are created. I mean, look inside this thing. Look at these pens. Someone deliberately grew this creature. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will take your word for it. And I'm seeing wild shaped husks. These aren't how they're made. I mean, the wild just makes things what they are over time. They don't need reinforcing braces built around their neck and spinal columns to keep them from collapsing on their own weight. You said that... What is the quality of these things, you said? Um, look at it. It was force-grown and modified no, so that No, 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 no. I meant the, uh, the, the, the reinforcing material. High-quality high brass and, I'm guessing, steel and other elements... You said it was low quality? No, the helmet was low quality. It was spread over brass. It was just cast brass. Uh, the pins are made of a uh, pure iron that's been alloyed with another material you can't identify. That makes it surprisingly flexible and non-brittle. Hmm. I'll take a couple samples of that for later study. Maybe I can get a metallurgist to identify it. There can't be too many brass workers. Certainly somebody would know either the source of the ore or perhaps the uh, who made such a helmet. Somebody mm -hmm. made this helmet. Yes, obviously. Uh, but those are questions better answered when we get back to Shanta. Well. So let's take a couple samples for asking around. Of course. And you said you wanted to explore that cave. Mm -hmm. I suspect it's nothing more than a latrine. So... We'll verify that. Is that the case? Uh, the cave is full of back guano, just lots of it. If you were a and d wizard, there'd be so much fireball here. <laughs> <laughs> but there's not much else? Uh, more of those eggs. It was laying them. There's thousands of them. That's uh, smashy, smashy, super smashy. Oh, man, these eggs are, like, just rotted. Like, they're, they're not hatching. Huh. Needed a living host? Some of them have that snake leather design to them. Some of the eggs uh, actually have like a fur around them. Some of them have sort of tree bark or plant material around them, but they all have those bats inside. Huh. They just never hatched. Weird. Could have been the first test. I think you're right. This might have been an early prototype that didn't quite pan out. I mean, look at it. That Obviously, it's not designed to be strong enough or healthy enough to last very long you say it's quick and rushed but it probably could just be the wrong combination that they were looking for and eventually they figured out somebody discovered what they were working on so they just abandoned this lo location and uh, having the old village nearby would be a perfect cover I guess we'll have to I mean there's mostly just bats in there we didn't see anything else so I unless you're should look again at the bats to make sure that they are just bats. Fair enough. Solo's abilities to spot little details like that might help us. We probably should do a much slower casing of the village just to make sure. 
Oh, yeah, Sola. If is Sola, is she checking this cave out with her uh, eyes of the Unconquered Sun? Haven't uncommitted yet. Uh, the Unconquered Sun will not allow you... The, the, might of, the light of the sun will not allow anything to uh, be outside of your vision. Uh, there is a uh, chamber here covered with a boulder. Uh, there is a chamber behind that boulder right there. I uh, look at the boulder. Does there seem to be a counterweight or anything that would allow me to shift it? Uh, it is covered in bite marks, and it looks like it was just rolled over. <sighs> is it covered in bat guano? Um, not really. Uh, I ask everyone to get back. Okay. <laughs> I'll back up for a bit. Okay. And, uh, would I... Deem the river monster big enough to bite into it and move it. I mean, you don't have to bite it. That's that's not required. Oh, uh, <laughs> do oh I have God. a I do I have a large enough moose-like creature that would be able to move it? Do you? Uh, I have the river monster. Is it heavy enough to shove it out of the way? Sure. Okay. I get big. All right. He become uh, your companion becomes a horrifying river monster. Large flat head, tusks for teeth, little tiny ears that can't be hurt, a thick blubbery hide. It's disturbing. Hippos, man. They're yep. God's no, mistake. I mean, it's disturbing to see somebody shapeshift. Yep, I become a hippo and walk over and put my full weight into it, and I shove the boulder out of the way. All right, you reveal a small cavern. Because uh, the ca the hippo would have more strength than I would, basically. Yep. Right. Uh, it's a small cavern that actually has a desk and a uh, little kerosene lamp inside of it. Okay. I decommit and shapeshift back. Be careful with that lamp. There's a lot of guano here, and I do know that it's flammable. There's probably a lot of air that is flammable. Ah, good point. Well, we're glowing enough as is. We probably don't need to light it. Yeah, you've all committed enough essence that for the rest of the scene, you guys are giving off your cast light. Uh, so it is a large oakwood desk that has drawers in it that are not locked. Uh, the wall has been smoothed over by stonework and has uh, various little holes drilled into it for pegs to hold up documents and maps and hang things. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's actually a large diagram of a bat. Uh, it looks like a bat about the same proportion as the one you guys have. There's a little drawing of the helmet and different notes on how to smooth the metal out to fit its head. Uh, there are notes for removing the patagia or whatever that are in between the wings and putting on uh, thin sails that are made of uh, a woven material to kind of give it more lift so it can fly. There are notes about it's uh, putting shunts into its stomach so it can actually lay its eggs easier. Oh, geez. So this thing was supposed to fly around laying eggs all over the place. Mm -hmm. And there are uh, notes for a sort of... Uh, I guess the, the, the correct term would be some sort of uh, device that would go on its back and would release essence or fire at great speed to help it uh, move fast. So a rocket-powered bat that lays eggs? That spawn these little eater things. Weird. I mean, that's totally in the MO of the giant uh, turtle creature with an essence cannon built into its back. 
There, uh, okay. there's like a, almost a, like a grocery list or a, a, a checklist in a lot of these drawers um, and different notes on different animals. Um, one of the ones crossed off is River Monster Heart, and that's kind of just crossed off. And then under it is Tyrant Lizard Heart. <laughs> okay, that took a little bit longer than expected. That was <clears throat> not good. No problem. Uh, and then under Tyrant Lizard Heart, it has a great, great ape heart. Oh, jeez. Uh, do I know where that would be available? Anywhere in the east. Right, but... Um, I so... mean, there's the Library of Sparrowmen. There's a lot of apes there, but not the type you want to fuck with. Right, no. Don't no. don't ever go to Sparrowmen. They're mostly intelligent and very aggressive. They mostly come out at night. Mostly. Dun-dun-dun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, collect the documents. Sola, is there anything else hidden inside here that we're missing? Uh, I'm going to do a sweep around the room with my vision. Um, this is basically it. Just notes and documentation. Uh... Does this list does describe any places where the, where the various different goods and pieces would be acquired? Uh, no, it's mostly, it looks like it's scratch paper. Like, like, people trying to, so, someone just throwing ideas out there. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. And there's, there's a vague drawing of, uh, an animal. Like, it's a very crude drawing of an animal with three heads, three sets of legs, three sets of tails, three sets of, uh... Uh, spines and stuff all kind of hey. running together. The origin of the triple beast. Yes, I'm thinking. So we had, so we found one of our creators' laboratory slash workrooms. Hmm. Okay. You know what? Um. So right now we're, we're probably chasing the early trails of his work. Yeah, that's true. The triple beast might be a later project. And the turtle may have been something much earlier or much later. Who knows? Uh, but you know what? I will know in just a minute. Excuse me a second. <laughs> I sit down and lay out the documents in front of me. And I uh, kind of enter into a meditatory pose. And uh, sitting there, the light of uh, Luna's light comes out and shines on the hidden recesses and pieces of information. Disclose the flaw. Greater. Commit effort for the scene and choose a target, either creature or institution. In this case, institution. The crafter of these creatures. Know its current weaknesses and most vulnerable elements at that time, including any hidden means in which it might be killed or destroyed. Okay. Uh, it, it, it's... Okay, let me read that again. Could you say that again? Uh, commit effort for the scene and choose a target, either a creature or an institution. Mm-hmm. Know its current weaknesses and most vulnerable elements at that time including any hidden means for which it might be killed or destroyed okay so the current weakness of the architect of these monsters uh, oh and creatures reveal their hit dice and effort totals gotcha uh the current weakness of the architect of these beasts is that they're not very good at what they're doing okay uh, and the most vulnerable elements of the time is that they don't have access to the resources they need to make something better. Hmm. Hmm. And the means that it might be killed or destroyed? 
knife, sword, stabbing. Stabby, stabby. <laughs> and known effort. Uh, let me just look that up. Five. Hit dice. And hit dice 15. Woof. That's a pretty powerful entity. Either a really powerful sorcerer or an essence user of some kind. But unfortunately, my ability won't tell me that. Unless I can actually... See, that's the problem. My greater ability would allow allows me to do this trick without them being here. My lesser ability, which actually tells me what the hell they are, I can only use it when I visibly see them. Womp womp. <laughs> hmm. We are going up against a very powerful sorcerer. Uh, uh, once the um, the once you get the, the info dump. Yeah, basically the cast mark is really radiant at this point, and I'm probably got the whole uh, feathers and wings motif shimmering across the walls for me, and my tail becomes ridiculously obvious as my eyes are huge and don't seem to turn on their own. I have to turn my head to look at people and things. Mm. Oh, good lord! <laughs> and I have pin, and I have. Uh, Small down and pin feathers hidden, uh, running through my hair. Um, yeah, in fact, my eyes probably go full on silver at that point when I'm looking at you all. And I say, who we're going up against this seems to be a very powerful sorcerer, or at least access to a ridiculous amount of essence. And they are most, most definitely more powerful than us individually. Uh, however, they are not very good at these modifications, so they may not have they may have come across this art and not have mastered it. Secondly, they are obviously missing components and are attempting to acquire them. So our so our best bet is to shut down their creations and circumvent their ability to find the parts that they need. However, they are as mortal as we. A good knife to the back or a claw to the throat will end this problem. So Luna has revealed to me. Okay. <laughs> Makes uh, sense. Oh, oh dear. It's a strange thing to have been Heard. thrust into. Sorry, Maester. I apparently have a new... Hmm. How should I put this? I have a new... Pray, I must seek. As you, as you must. He is visibly unnerved by your uh, transformation. Well, I mean, it always was there. It just became really freaking obvious. Well, I mean, <laughs> yes, but he is still very unnerved. Mm-hmm. I've seen him for a couple time. of times now. Yeah, he's pretty normal. Yeah, so says you. Yeah, my eyes, my eyes went from their normal uh, kind of golden hue to this crazy silver color, and I'm, you know, just glowing as my cast mark is full popped and everything. Uh, Sola, has your cast mark ever shown? Oh, yeah, it's showing right now. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Surround. you're sitting next to a zenith and an omen, basically. I am... Just realizing how screwed I am if either one of you tries to turn on me. No. I think we should rest for a little bit away from the stench of this place and uh, get our essence under control. Of course. 
Of course, it. of course, yes. I mean, you still have the creepy spider marks on you, I'm sure. Oh yeah, that's that's still coruscanting. Oh well, yes, that doesn't bother me. <laughs> no, that's your problem, not that's mine. That's my problem. Okay, uh, decommit a whole bunch of essence and sit there and let the anima banner die down. Yeah, you guys can hang out in the village for a bit and just kind of let that burn bleed itself off. Allow your anima bonfire to uh, go back to its naturally invisible state. Cast mark to stop being so ridiculously obvious beyond a light glitter. <laughs> Get my eyes to stop glowing. <laughs> I suppose I would use this time to ask you what happened uh, when you were what happened to bring about your uh, transformation into the oh uh, yes I, I called upon the blessings Luna has given me and my keen hunter no awareness. no I mean in your past oh you, um, you may have saved me down south but you were very it was very quick I did not know I do not know much about you, Mocking White, or Priestess Sola. Oh, uh, that's kind of personal, but I'm a shaman in these lands and a caretaker and steward of the people of Shanta in the, the Northeast. My role here mostly is to protect the mortals as best I can. And your, uh, your gift from Luna helps you to do so? Yes. When did that happen? Just a few years ago? Some time ago. Oh, I've spent a good amount of time learning to master them. And you, Priestess, were you always a Priestess of the Sun? Always a Priestess of the gods to my people, but as of recently, it's only been about like a here, so be honest. So you're young. Absolutely. Well, yes. Uh, looks can be deceiving. Of course. Of course, of course. That is, uh. That is my raison d'etre. <laughs> <laughs> looks can be deceiving, but in this case, well. <laughs> They're the actual case here. <laughs> yep. <sighs> if you're worried, uh, Magester, I stand by my word. The people of the Northeast will be defended. That is my credo, if you will. I know my abilities may unnerve many, but they are being used for a most beneficial pur purpose. You must understand that I find many things to be in question. One would assume so, with your realm background. <laughs> what little of it I understand. Uh... But let us uh, finish our investigation of the town and head about head out. Uh, does Solo find anything else inside the town besides bats? Uh, the bats here are normal. Um, 
maybe a little lean as far as food goes. It looks like they're the. It looks like their natural uh, prey is not in the area. Uh, a lot of them seem like they're in the progress of migrating, essentially. Oh, geez, I wonder what murder what took care of all their local prey. <laughs> jeez, all their moths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other than so, that, though, this place seems to be uh, wrapped up in a nice, neat little package. And we have evidence to take back to Shanta to do some uh, metallurgy research on. So I guess I start leading us back to the boats and back to Shanta. Yes, that sounds reasonable. Oh, I don't. I think we lost someone. Yeah, we lost a uh, Sola. Oops. All right, we'll just wait for a moment. So we take a break then. Or, oh no. Oh, you'll be back. How about yeah? How about we take just a brief little break uh, while I end the recording, and then we'll start up a new one. And I'm gonna grab it. I'm gonna grab a drink and go to the washroom. Sounds reasonable. All right, so I'm just gonna stop recording now. All right. And we're back. All right, gang, you have put down, and by put down I mean you have successfully resolved the issue of the bat swarm inside a giant bat issue. Where are you yeah. up to now? Um, heading back to Shanta, and we're going to find a metallurgist, probably someone who deals with magical magical metals, so we can get an identify on um, what this stuff is. All right, you head back to the Shantanese outpost, uh, as it's not Shanta proper, it's just on the outskirts. Um... Who would you go to to try and track down a metallurgist? Hmm. Well, in Chantanese, uh, we can talk to uh, Monkey Man. Monkey Man? Monkey Man. Ah, yes. Does he bring the monkeys? Arsim, he's a kid with a... Yeah. uh, What what is it, a Shanta monkey? Uh, What do they call those animals that are intelligent? Atabeasts? Yes, that's what they're called. Atabeasts. <laughs> yes, Adamus. Yeah, monkey the boy man. with the uh, Adam monkey. Yeah. All right. Oh, you have a companion. Yes, that uh, hanger on who's been following you around. Are yeah. You, uh, alkaline? Uh, not really. Just a believer in the work that I do. Well, might want to convert him more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laughing because it's a, it's a young little boy following a young girl around. Just I don't think he's really looking at your religion. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> but as far as I'm concerned... You come back, he's been reading Mein Kampf. He's like, I'm really into the philosophies your people are about. <laughs> what? You're like, wait, what? How, how did this happen? I looked away for a second... It only takes a few minutes of not paying of not paying attention for your entire solar thing to go bad. No, oh, jeez. Yeah. As your players in the uh, Prince of the Universe have discovered, right? Constantly on guard for the shittiness. <laughs> that's why you have. And that's to make why you never have any organizations ever. <laughs> so good. I just realized something. The command word is nice and godbound, but man, they really needed something for bureaucracy. Command, wealth, and passion actually work fairly well. Yeah, I guess. And wealth. That's what, uh, that's what Peter does. He's the nightcast bureaucrat. He uh, mm-hmm. he, get, he gets a lot of use out of them. It's really funny. Um, and second edition having the 
what was it, the mechanism writing thing from bureaucracy? The one that forces any bad people in the organization out and makes everything run smoothly and stuff like that? Completely obviating the need to oversee your organization. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it was funny because, um, just a little side note here. Stupid solar tricks. Uh, using that on random organizations causes really weird shit to happen in game. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, well, take a highly inefficient thing like, oh, I don't know, a local criminal organization. Uh, as long as you, they think that you're the boss by shaking them down and scaring the ever-loving crap out of them, you can suddenly turn that on to turn them into an incredibly efficient criminal organization. The best pushers, the best pimps, and everything. <laughs> it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And suddenly a small time uh, penny pincher operation turns into like the biggest crime network in the East. The Falcone it's... crime family. Yeah. It's completely in genre. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the solar just doing this and speed the wheels does it. Uh, speed the wheels and halt and uh, it's antithesis also does funny things too. Especially if you use it randomly against your opponents who are trying to do things like, Oh, get you arrested. Um, stall the uh, stall their attempt to pass the paperwork to get you uh, declared in Nathaman City, and then speed the speed the wheels to have uh, uh, random things like, oh, the key to the city be given to you in a giant ceremony for no reason. A new election takes place, and those people are fired before the paperwork can even go through. Pretty much, um, yeah, that kind of stuff, or the uh, hidden script abilities. That I have a whole list of stupid solo tricks and stuff from prior editions, uh, basically misappropriations of charms for things they were never designed to do but absolutely do interface with causing all sorts of havoc in uh, reality these seem like features more than bugs yeah they are i i think they are and i think some of the charm writers who wrote them realized that those were potential uses for them but they were never canically ever shown to be doing used this way so anyway sorry no Tangent. problem so you guys head back to that frontier outpost. It takes you an amount of time to get back as you have to traipse through the, the rivers and boats and whatnot. But you are back. Trade is coming uh, back and forth through here. Um, there's actually several boats that look fairly damaged uh, being hauled up onto the shore uh, and being looked at right now. Uh, they're too uh, fragile in this state to be brought up onto... brought up by the normal means. I... Walk up to him and ask, Tribe East? Sorry, what? I asked him if it was the Tribe East that did this. Oh, yeah, one of the survivors, uh, she's, like, shaking and stuff and, like, has a bunch of bite marks. It's like, oh, yeah, it was the Tribe East. <sighs> Delightful. All right, uh, where was its last known location? Uh, you were able to get a description of what happened. Uh, they were basically porting, and then uh, thought they saw a wounded animal and went out to go, you know, take a look, because why not? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it, it, it went pretty bad from there. It was uh, it looked like it was the tri-beast, the triple animal waiting in uh, line in wait. Uh, what? How far from Shanta was it this time? Uh, no more than an hour away. Hmm... Seems strange that a tri beast would be so dangerous. You'd think that three beasts instead of three beasts and one would be more dangerous. Agreed, um, but we don't know the intent of design 
or what modifications were done to it. We could deal with it, though. It's only an hour's away, and it's another one of those creatures I'd rather eliminate before it becomes a long-term problem. You seem hesitant, though. I do want to know more about what we're going up against, but honestly, the thing's a hazard. Let's deal with it before it continues to rain, a continuous reign of terror. We can look into this metallurgy uh, inroads later. Alright. So, what, you guys take a boat? Yeah, pretty much tell the harbor master that we're going to head out immediately to try and catch it. Alright, they have a boat for you then that you can take. Um, I, I don't asked... imagine they're just like, good luck, we'll see your corpses on the way back. The harbor know, master's no fool. Yeah. You three are ex- you're th- you three are exalted. Or yeah. very powerful god bloods. It's hard to tell. Oh, he knows you're exalted. <laughs> okay. He's well aware. Um, oh man, you're breaking up pretty bad, Dustin. Oh, am I? Yeah. Huge amount of interference. But you guys take a boat and you begin heading back down the river. Uh, the area around here is again, you know, thick arboreal redwoods, uh, very strong, dense foliage. Much different from the kind of almost swampy bayou area you were in originally when you had to deal with the river monster at the bathhouse. Mm-hmm. And there is a, a tiny sort of offshoot of this river, a stream that they basically use as a uh, stopover area just in case they want to take a break before coming into the town proper. Uh, it's actually kind of it used to be a scenic area before the, 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 the attacks ramped up. And that's where you stop. Here you can see the ruined parts of another boat. There's charring on it and damage. There are large uh, resin-like spines impaled in some trees nearby that have left uh, almost acidic marks on it. Uh, signs of a tree having its bark stripped out by uh, either talons or horns. Hmm. It's large. <laughs> Big enough, yeah. Um, probably lying in wait under the water, and oop, we lost Sola. Yep. All probably right. resetting. Yeah, here, let me, I'll stop recording and we'll just wait. Um, Alright, we're back. So, like I was saying, you're in a clearing. Uh, there is sign of a struggle that happened here and a bloody trail leading away from the attack at the boat. <laughs> Sola, can you put your eyes on? Just in case things go bad. <laughs> sure. I will put my eyes on. Not that they're not already on. <laughs> Well, I don't think you would have. I don't think you would be using your solar ability in town. Oh no! <laughs> it's a great way to get a wild hunt. Everybody, put your eyes on. <laughs> what Coraline style with a needle and thread? Oh jeez! Yeah, that went dark fast. Then again, it's like you're keeping just like some spare eyes in your pack. And you're just like, hang on, I've got to put my eyes on, and you're just like refocusing them on, going. Literally, one okay. more. I have like a golden pair of eyeballs. One moment, like let me just socket these in. Literally, what do your elf eyes see? And then you pull them out of your pocket and check. <laughs> it's kind of a thing a liminal might do. Yeah, yep. I, I was thinking more of an autochthonian. I mean, a, a liminal would literally have elf, elf eyes. It would pop out to see what they see. Yeah. yeah, and and he wouldn't even grrap them into his eye sockets. He would just like, hold them out. 
Oh, well, no, 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 no. He, he'd, he'd graft him into his hand, you know, little oh, hole. Like the uh, labyrinth, Pan's Labyrinth style. I was thinking the ghosts from uh, Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Eyeballs on the fingers. Yeah. They looked so lame. They were so bad at haunting. Oh, that's, yes, they were. It was great. Anyway, <laughs> uh, using your uh, vision of the Unconquered Sun, you can see through the trees and the foliage that there is a creature moving away from this area, but it's moving in a strange manner. How strange. It looks like it has the full trunk of a quadrupedal creature that's a little, like, bigger and complex, but it's slithering along the ground like a serpent. Like, sideways. Okay. Okay. Cute. <laughs> I'm gonna describe that to him. I've heard of behemoths like that, maybe. No, actually, I've never heard of anything like that. That is weird. <laughs> Seems strange that something with legs would not use them. Like, the legs oh, are hanging out sideways. Like, imagine a cat on its side just kind of sliding along the ground. Is this your dreaded tri-beast? Yeah. Um, it sounds like a tri-beast. <laughs> and it matches the MO of what we've been going up against of these hodgepodge creatures. It seems like not... they're just going around, stamping around these failed experiments are they failed i mean they're deadly they attacked they're attacking shanta i mean this might be a revenge plot for all i know maybe some maybe the shantanese people aggravated some really powerful sorcerer we still don't know the motivations we need to we can't just keep well you can't can't just keep going around stomping out the uh, the embers. We need to find out the source of the fire first. No, I agree with you, but we can't leave this creature out here to keep attacking uh, shipments. Oh, no, no, no. Of course not. But um, I still want to take that metallurgy attacked. I think you're, you were onto something, Maidster. Wherever they got these metals from, whatever their composition is, that requires specific ingredients, and well, the only place I could get them besides Rubilac is Shanta itself. Oh, I've seen some Eh, perhaps. Well, let's take care of this creature and then do our footwork in the city and see what we can find. Lead the way. I'm afraid I may not be too much help. Well, uh, let's see if this thing's got any artifact weapons crafted into it. <sighs> uh, this is going to be fun. Um, we may have to talk, to, talk when... Uh, Mirage gets back about utilizing that jade weaponry and armor. Because, you know, if we keep having to fight monsters on this scale, we may have to be arm ourselves up a little. I uh, draw my bow. <laughs> Is it a power bow or a normal bow? Normal. Oh, man. Okay, so you guys begin stalking this thing? Yep. All right, you head through the trees in the clearing and start following the trail. It's a bloody trail um, that has uh, basically the markings of like hoof prints and uh, claw marks and weird dragging bits on it. And as you eventually kind of get to a little cliff that's just kind of over where it's moving through, you see the tri-beast in its full glory. Imagine a great cat the hind legs of a boar 
with large bat-like wings. Except it's on its side. And the wings are straight up and are being dragged along the ground as it moves. And it's... Uh, front and back paws are folded like in on itself like it's asleep. It has the head of a lion. Uh, it has the head of a goat on top of its head, like lying on it. And under it is the head of a long serpent draconic form. But that draconic form is made out of um, soul steel and uh, or a chalcum with like fangs, you know, made of manufactured sword blades almost and eyes that burn with uh, essence. That snake head is reaching out forward from the socket, the shoulder blade that it's built into, grabbing the ground and dragging the entire body uh, as it retracts inward. The uh, the goat and the lion head look sickly and uh, uh, like they ha they're suffering from blood infections. Okay. This um, thing looks ill. Like I said, whoever's crafting these creatures is not very good at it. The areas where the the mechanical dragon head are attached to the creature look raw and red. See what I mean? <laughs> it's like they're taking random pieces of artifacts and creatures and just grafting them together. It's, it's such rare material to be wasted on such terrible experiments. Agreed. I mean, seeing that material. Oh, well, it's some sort of artifact dragon beast, and they grafted living material onto it. I mean, it, it when we went against the the large uh, turtle, it was a large natural turtle that had been modified and armored, and then someone gouged out a part of its shell and mounted a essence uh, a lightning bow on a its back. Cannon. Yeah, a lightning cannon on its back. A lightning cannon, I might add, of halt and design. Interest. So, you told me earlier that this character, this uh, this designer, you knew that he was running low on uh, resources. Yeah, he haven't has heard. a whole lot of artifacts and terrible metals. Where? That in itself is a clue, because he must be in some place that has a strange, a, a large amount of artifacts and magical materials and all this. I honestly think he's taking pre-existing artifacts and just grafting them in randomly, based off of the rough idea he has. He must be in some sort of he or she must be in some sort of uh, tomb, some sort of uh, old forbidden city or repository of this sort of thing if he has an excess of old weapons, but no it's like other resources. It, it seems strange, but I've seen some first age creations, like for instance, the Dockmaster himself is a first age Endeavor, I've seen before where they blended um, artifact and living flesh in a much more graceful fashion. This almost looks like a paltry knockoff. Sorry, I just had the realization that we're having this calm discussion looking at this thing dragging itself along. 
Yeah. As you guys are talking quietly in the brush, the the mechanical uh, draconic head is making steam engine style hissing sounds and ratcheting clicking sounds as it retracts forward, grabs into the dirt with its jaw, pulls the body forward. There's an exchange. There's a heat exhaust exchange, and then it ratchets itself forward in a lunge and just keeps dragging the body down this dirt trail. And we're just calmly keeping pace with it, talking. <laughs> I think you should probably stop that. Uh, That's so that, weird. I don't want to presume that it would be an easy fight, but I am going to presume that it's an easy fight. Well, let's at least start this in good fashion. I take aim with my bow, um, just kind of relaxed, calm, so I can line up nice and smooth here. And I put a arrow in uh, the goat head, trying to put it out of its misery. All right. Uh, the goat head? I'll go for the more active one. Um, I agree, but I want to get its attention first. Oh, okay. What's the AC to hit that goat? Oh, you can hit it just because just it's not even trying to defend itself right now. Let's just move it on. So no roll required? What about damage roll? Uh, you cannot damage it. Your weapon is not magical. So, plink. Uh, the arrow goes into the goat head, and then the whole thing stops. And the goat head, uh, its eyes wake up. They're kind of sickly and have that kind of uh, look around them, like something that it needs to be put down or given medicine. And it starts making a bleeding sound and coughing. And the lion wakes up. And then there's a, a distinct ozone smell in the area, like lightning's recently struck, as the uh, body briefly starts twitching and seizing, and it starts to get up on its legs. Oh. No, shit. Well, it's active. The uh, the draconic head turns around and looks directly at you guys. Okay, magical weapons required. Well, let's talk about using that jade uh, declave later. Excuse me. Uh, drop the bow, pop the claws. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm almost certain your claws count as magical weapons, as per the Yes, gift. they do. There you go. They always do. That's the trick. Um, uh, so the, the tri-beast, the chimera, is now uh, ready to fight you. So that's that's you mocking White Wind. I will... No, uh, I mean, that was you. Shooting it and getting your claws ready. Yep. Sola and the Magister. Um, I'm not certain how much I can contribute Contribute plus I use the diaclate. And you haven't attuned to it. Yep. Well then. I mean, let's suppose our smite's magical. Oh yeah. Oh no, yeah, your gifts will cut right through its defense. The the magical defense stops just mortal weapons from hurting it, like anything in fantasy. Yeah. So, I suppose that I can technically just smite it. That's about all I can contribute. That could work. Uh, also, um, you're, you're breaking up again. Again? Hmm... Interesting. Well, you're still here. I mean, we can hear you, and the the static isn't horrible. It's not like you're completely robotic on us. I think he's rebooting right now. 
Yeah. I refreshed the page there. That's perfect. Yeah. Alright, so you're going to throw a smite at it, an occult smite? Yeah. Go for it. Roll those 2d8. Strike it down with all your hatred. Ooh, yeah. 8 and a 4. So that's 3 damage. Ping! Ping! <laughs> so, um... Ping is in, it's armored and just... No, no, you did damage to it. Like, like, the arcane uh, sorcery strips through the dead meat of the lion and the the goat and its boar hide and its wings, and just flays uh, a lot of that off. That machine head's all right, though, and it looks pissed. Hmm. Um. Normally, I wouldn't think this, but this thing seems to have to physically will itself to walk, right? I don't think normally this would be a viable target, but since it's so odd and so wrong naturally, I am going to target it with excision of understanding and rip out its knowledge of how to walk. Hmm. Okay. I'm just clicking over to you. Excision of understanding. Erase target's knowledge of skill or... Yeah, all right. I can see that'll work. It will get a saving throw as it is worthy. Yes. All right. Okay, so how do we do this? Uh, you do your thing. You remove your effort, which is effort for... Oh, no. This is just an action. Huh. Okay. Yeah, it's just a thing you can do. It doesn't even cost essence. Nice. Uh, it... Offense, offensive, uh, offensive amnesia. Nice. <laughs> yeah, normally yep. this would not quite work, but this works for this thing. Yeah. Because it's so poorly put together. Alright, 1d20. Alright. Let's see what I get. Oh. Uh, that is super low. So it fails. So the uh, meat of it just collapses. The head, kind of like how an owl can write itself, kind of is able to keep kind of its positioning even as the body falls. Right. Fantastic. Alright, its turn. Uh, the head basically lunges forward but can't leave the meat that it's attached to. And uh, from inside its mouth, the tongue or the little hole where um, you have some snakes that can shoot venom, uh, it um, basically fires out a stream of uh, burning essence at uh, the three of you. Oh. Oh, dear. It's going in for the smite. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, it is nice. Alright, slash roll. So it gets. Yeah. An 8, 6, and a 5. Jiminy Christmas. Ow. That's gonna be. Uh, so 2, 4, 5 damage to all three of you. Oh, then we can't dodge it? You can spend effort to uh, defensively dispel that to preserve yourself. But it's effort for the day, so it is gone from your reservoirs. And have we uh, reclaimed any effort from our last combat? You've reclaimed all effort except for effort spent for the day. Like all of your scene and below is back. Um. Well, I can't afford to be to get five damage, so I will have to. <laughs> right. 
I will have to uh, default to running away at as big a speed as I can. <laughs> Sadly, I, I'm, I'm compelled to feel the same way. Uh, are you guys just defensively dispelling it? Yep, I'm going to do it as well. All right, what words are you using to defensively dispel? Uh, it's a tricky one. I think a cult could make a pretty good example, since this is obviously a cult technology. Yeah, let's go with a cult. You could probably make an excuse for time as well, and shape-shifting I can see as well. Oh yeah, I'm literally just, like, you watch me dislocate joints and stuff as I flail out of the way. <laughs> Jesus. That's, that's, uh, that's horrendously scary. Like a broken record, I, I, I skip forward in time, just briefly. What, you blink? I blink. Alright, you disappear and reappear after the damage goes past, and, uh, yeah, you guys commit effort for the day to not be, uh, take a bit of a hurt from this thing. Yeah. The three of your turns again. Uh, the eyes dim a bit, and you can see red uh, going down from its throat into the body. As it, as you can see, illuminated inside its carcass, there are various, various um, uh, pockets and satchels of energy that have emptied and are charging back up. Yep. It's very similar to what the essence kind of had. But I don't say that because I'm too busy burning uh, <laughs> essence. Uh, since I got my essence back from the previous invocation, I still have two to burn. Uh, I envenom my claws. All right. Because anything I can do to atrophy the physical bits and pieces will help. And I offensively go after those soft red joints that hold the uh, mechanical piece to the fleshy piece. You're attacking I'm, straight up? Yeah, I'm just going in uh, claws deep trying to tear this thing in two. Go for the roll. Uh, AC? Oh, of course. It's AC is... Bup, 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 six. Shout spot. Ooh, brutal. Okay. No, I... Uh, it's hard. It's hard to tell what's what's necessary for this thing and what isn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm digging into meat and not getting what I want. The weight of this thing's incompetence of design is uh, hindering you from actually disabling it. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, you know, or or Calcum and Soul Steel are hard to get claws in, even with Moonsilver claws. <laughs> yup. Soul and Magi and Magister. Alright. So I have used up some effort. Um Do we want to do... Well... <sighs> Follow the thread. Follow the thread. Interesting. What's important to this thing? Returning home for repairs. It's trying to return home for repairs. Yes. Okay, I'm going to convey that to the party. You can certainly yell it out. <laughs> Absolutely going to yell it out. 
because this is kind of important. Uh, because if we fall back, right, we can find out where home is for it. Okay. And finding its home would be important to defeating it, I guess. Yeah, but because... taking it and its creator out at the same time. Well, we don't have time for this! <laughs> As I'm do dodging around. I don't know if it would let us follow it anymore. <laughs> we have made a mistake. I mean, you have that power to rewind. Uh, I can only use it once a day. No, no, you commit effort for the day, isn't it? Oh. Yeah. But it's... It's a hostile-worthy foe. Um... So it may not work. You can give it a try. You have an effort left. I do have one effort left. And if not, you always have all of your Obsidian Shards of Infinity style. Which is a temporary holdover. Because yeah. I think it's a bit overpowered. Uh, I don't know, I don't want to be reliant on re-roof time. But, sure, why not? It's a greater gift. The, the power's there to be used. It is there to be used. Alright. Alright, it'll make its... It'll roll safe. Plus, you have that luck power. You can just replace its roll. Yes. Alright, let's do it. Let's... <laughs> just, to, just to give you some friendly advice is all. Yeah. Uh, fails. It fails? Yeah. Oh, good. So, again, for the second time today, everything breaks and falls apart for a moment, and the snake head stops being trying to kill you right now, and is a few paces backwards over there, crawling its way into this grove. And we get out of the way, as quickly as possible. Yes. Man, I... out of sight. Time is such a slick word. It really is. I think we might have to redo, reweave time just a little bit. No way. I don't know. This, this seems so Gethamine, it's it's not even funny. <laughs> Literally, it, it, it's, it's, it's exactly like... Um, well, my problem the is that... The lunar, the, not the lunar, the sidereal ability where it's like, oh, you're dead, no, I'm not. You yes, know? but you can only use that once every one. The problem I have is that a lot about Exalted is making sure that your... Uh, your, your chances, all your uh, efforts always have consequences like this consequence is that we attack this person so we can't take that back but we've just rewoven time to do it yeah anything but that does with the... temporal things needs to be a little bit limited and I'm, I... I'm realizing that i am also arguing about my own powers to try to limit them the consequence uh... of using that gift wasn't that you undid the attack on this thing the consequence of that gift is claire is uh cloister bells in the loom of fate are going off every time you do it and you're not aware of it Oh, not to mention the fact that we don't that we're not getting our effort back. Yeah, you guys are burning through your resources and that thing just went back to full health. Yes. <laughs> like that thing's fully healed. It doesn't say it doesn't undo damage, so it's fine. We cannot kill or re resurrect characters or creatures. Eh. Cannot it's... restore effort. It's not even aware that it was attacked. Yeah. Yep. So, it's, so as you guys are hiding, it's crawling along uh, along that path. <laughs> Never happened. Never happened. Yeah. 
<laughs> like, what do you mean we gotta cut off these strands and realign them? What? What the hell just happened? This was perfect. I want my break. I haven't gotten a break since a talkthon left. I'm gonna bite some sidereal threads about this until they shit their pants. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, time, time really around. does fit the Gethamine trick of nope, yes, nope. Also, yes. you could really look at it less as time control and more as you're breaking fate and destiny in the area. You just undid a bunch of destiny and kind of re-snarled it backwards. I think we should try to go more for that uh, things. Uh, uh, no, that's exactly what it looks like, too. Everything kind of broke and reset as if the fate in this area had to go back a few minutes. All right. Okay. Oh, I, I really like the, the visual effect of the, the crunch. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so well, yeah, my is, character uh, is pretty much spent for the entire day, so he is going to fall back behind you and kind of... Three days go by. No. <laughs> no, I mean, literally, it, it takes three days for this thing to get back to its master. It's moving less than five feet per head pull. Oh, good. Um, Sola, attuned to this... You guys are back to full. <laughs> yeah, uh, while we're doing that, Sola, can you put this armor on and attune to this diclave? I don't need the armor. <laughs> Said nobody ever. <laughs> Man, I can I can already get AC zero. I know you can, but what happens if you get hit? I see your point. Okay, I will begin to attune to the armor and the diclave. Okay, so this armor is medium armor that counts as light armor, so it doesn't give you a saving throw penalty. Yeah. Is there a reason that you're so hesitant to attune to this armor? It's a great gift. They were grave goods, and we... Uh, I see you do not want to anger the... Perhaps we can... Well, no, there's, there's more to it. The body has been... The body has been, been tri-consecrated and laid to rest within... What would be a fitting tomb, if you might, if you wish to say? And its buddies there, looking over it. Well, either that or in heaven, getting essence. Yeah, either way. And its buddies there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we would have left this the god there. We probably would have had the god go to uh, Mirage's uh, pa palatial thing up in heaven. Well, now that it's a little less, you know, fudged up, it's probably going to try and do its own thing and just hang around that place. Okay. It doesn't really have anything else to do. It's not going. It's not going to work for a living. That's bullshit. <laughs> gotcha. It's gone too long without working. Ew, that's not good. <laughs> now it's lazy. Hmm. Okay, something to do with later. <laughs> Laziness is the ultimate form of power. Well, we have three days to plan this uh, attack. Well, if we have three days, on one of those three days, I use my uh, other ability. Excuse me. Um, I just sit there studying it, and I disclose the flaw on it. Um, oh, which one? <laughs> Where do I start? Hit dice, effort totals. Uh, means of which to it can be killed or destroyed, and uh, weaknesses and most vulnerable elements. 
Uh, hit dice, nine. So you guys had down almost a half health when you were fighting it earlier. Okay. Effort, two. And it, it has a lot of weaknesses. It, it You could just cut it apart and kill it. Right, and I'm, I'll just keep that in mind when I go at it next time. Yeah. So this thing is technically worthy. Okay, you know what? I look straight at it, and I also trigger the truth that burns. It gets a spirit saving throw, but I get to know uh, the one thing it least wants me to know. The trick with that is that it might be aware if it fails its own save that it's being attacked, oh, basically. Right. That, right. might, that might start the whole process up again. Yeah, we don't want to do another rewind. Um, okay, that's fine. Just wait out. <laughs> we can... We can leave. I will put a trigger on it to indicate when it has uh, arrived. You can do that? Yes. Well, let's go forage for some food, and I can get us some really good grub. So hang on. <laughs> yes, we can go do something else while, as I say, as I realize that this is going to take three days. Well, we didn't realize that. We had to wait three days to figure out where it was going. Well, I mean, mm -hmm. we, we realize that it's going to take more than just a few hours. That's fine. It's really slow. It is really slow. That's fine. Um, we can go but... do something else. Honestly, I don't think we should. I think we should stay with this just in case its owner comes for it. That I suppose that makes sense. I mean, I agree with you. Uh, now that we know roughly where it's going, but I, I hate to say it, we need to track it this whole time. I mean, we could take our time at it. We could be leisurable just as long as we don't get in here in range of it. It should be fine. It's not like it le it's not like it's not giving us a ridiculously huge trail to follow. <laughs> I, I watch as the trees are just plowed over. The, the small ones at least. It had to go downhill and it started to roll once. It was not graceful. <laughs> flop, 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 flop. I wonder if any Shoom. parasites Shoom. or like birds of prey try to nip at it any of exposed flesh. Oh god, no. They stay away from this thing. This thing is unnatural. Yeah, okay. It's starting to smell a little formaldehyde. You know, Oof. like, see any... You were recently in Sijan, so you know kind of what embalming fluid smells like. Yeah, it was not a particularly pleasant smell. <sighs> There's a fairly decent chance that it's, um... Uh, seeing as how my arrow didn't do much to it, even though I bet it straight in that thing's head, I have a fairly good chance that uh, its fleshy bits are necrotic. Or necromantic, more correctly. So you imagine that there's a flesh shaper that uses necromancy powers? I'm not sure. Maybe. Uh, it, this could be sorcery, or it could be necromancy, or it could just be really, really strange geomancy. I'm not sure. We need to figure that out. Preferably before it meets its master. Mm -hmm. Another two days go by and before it pulls itself into an area that is a little bit stranger than you expect. Are we talking like Wild Zone? No, it looks like this place is a grotto of some sorts. There are stones here. Um, mm -hmm. The stones are smooth, almost dome-like. They have like a seashell design to them. Uh, they're arrayed in concentric circles that splay out in a sort of spiritual mandala. Hmm. Uh, the trees here, though, are still... This area is still heavily forested, except... 
these thick trees from about 10 feet up and then down don't exist. Whoa. So uh, it's it's like there's a grotto just placed in through trees? Imagine Minecraft, where you carve the trees out from the bottom few blocks. Yeah. That's what you're looking at. How are the trees standing up? Well, I really should be questioning these. Oh, uh, is this place an uh, active essence node? Oh, yeah. You, the, the hairs on the back of your necks are going up. There's obvious geomancy at work here, so... There's some sort of, uh, looking at the floating trees, there is obviously some form of essence bleed going on to the area. Oh, they're not floating. They're acting as if they're rooted into the ground and swaying in the wind and whatnot. Well, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> That's weird. This is a space within... I asked if it was a wild zone and it wasn't. It doesn't feel like the wild. This feels like a ley line or one that's gone a little bit strange. Uh, if you guys like get under one of the trees and look, you can actually see the rings of the tree and whatnot, and like the moisture inside of it. Hmm. And it's not dripping on us. Nope. Like, this is a literally... fold in space. Uh, I don't know the details of that, but uh, you might be right. I feel pretty comfortable in knowing that. Some birds start landing around you guys, uh, not around you specifically, but around the uh, monster. Uh, they're like sparrows and robins and uh, kind of songbirds, and they start kind of pecking at it. And it doesn't react to them? Songbirds? Yeah, it kind of just starts... It, the, the neck, like the, the, the snake head, kind of just goes limp on the ground and starts like exhaling, exa exhaling exhaust and hot essence uh, uh, fumes. Uh, and then like squirrels, raccoons, uh, forest-dwelling critters uh, start coming out in mass around this thing. And, uh, like, interacting with it? Uh, yeah, they're all starting to, like, grab it and start to pull it along. That's weird. There's a, there's a few hundred woodland critters around here, like rabbits and badgers and stuff. It's like, it's treating it like a Disney princess. <laughs> From hell. <laughs> um... <laughs> There's an episode, uh, just as a tangent, there's an episode of Deep Space Nine where, you know, Benjamin Sisko, the, the captain, right? Like yes. the captain of the space station. He basically dies in the intro. And the frame device of the story is that his son is now an old man in his 70s. And he tells the story of how his father died and how the, the space accident that happened meant that his father would show up every couple of years and still be exactly the same as if no time had passed because he was right. basically trapped outside of space. And at the end of the episode, it turns out that um, the reason the dad keeps popping back in is because the son is still alive and they're tied. And he's, it's basically like a rubber band effect. Right. So his plan is to kill himself when he's an old man when the dad is there. So it causes the band to snap and he'll go back to his place in time. Now, a reviewer, reviewer SF Debris, points out that if they're connected spatially, well, then space doesn't give a fuck whether or not you're alive. So really all Jake's doing is killing himself in front of his father. And then the next time his father pops in, he'd probably be like his corpse underground in a graveyard. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It works. But I just imagine if this was like if some part of this chimera was a Disney princess and like all the, all the woodland critters are like taking it around. Like the way you described it, it sounds like they're like taking it around, putting its dress on, doing the chores <laughs> for it. It just... It was a perfect image in my head. 
I'm sorry. Just the heart of a Disney princess is what's powering this thing. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yes, in the strangest display you've seen in a while, there are mammals and critters just pulling this thing along through the the mandalas and the circles, bringing it towards the center. I'm at a loss for words, which is strange. Let's not let it complete that action. Um, If its creator is here, then I think it's time we act. I'll draw attention. You two stand by. Agreed? Agreed. Agreed. All right. Pop claws and start pulling critters off the thing. Okay. I suppose I will go into a form stance. All right. And um, um, Sola is unable to go into a form stance because she's wearing armor, but her AC is five anyway, so it's not like it really matters. You mean, I can make my AC less. That's right. Wait. No. That miracle uh, doesn't work with armor. Yeah, I know. <laughs> can't wa- I, I can't wear armor. With two- well, I mean, it doesn't work in with it. The, the armor keeps your AC lower as a standard rate, but now that you've put on armor, it's ruined that trick you had to let your AC go to zero. Yeah, I know. Wait, so well, you... I, well, if that was a problem, I wouldn't have asked you to do that. I, I don't mean... think I don't think you guys figured it out till now. I mean, how often do you know the full capabilities of your of your powers? Yeah. I mean, it worst comes to worst, Solo can just ditch the armor. Exactly. It's like this is garbage. Throw it in a garbage pile. Right. <laughs> no. Pre- right on a tag. The previous owner was a jackass on it. <laughs> no. All right. Just... Let me take a moment to get together the two or three stat blocks we're going to need for this, so we can call a short little break, and then we'll get into the meat of this encounter. Oh dear. dear. (laughs) Alright. Because the woodland creatures are attacking. Yeah, I know. So I'm just going to stop now. Alright, let us begin. So Mocking White Wind, you're going in for the kill on the swarm. The animals are going to turn on you. Obviously, and I will pop my venom, so if they're a mob, they're going to get a whole bunch of pain. They are a verminous swarm. So, would a verminous swarm count as a mob? Yes, yes, they're a swarm, they're a mob. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, AC9. Uh, AC9. Hmm. Okay, so let's make them hurt. Nine plus three. Yep. All right. So 11 damage. So four. Yep. All right. You start tearing through woodland critters. There. The bodies are hitting the floor. Mm-hmm. Sola and the Magister. What do you do? Ah. Would you like to go first, or... Let's see. Do I have a... I imagine I have a water bottle uh, on me. You definitely can have a water bottle on you. A water skin. I'm going to look for a nice rock or something. Something that's flat and pour... uh, Pour water onto it. Okay. Oh, I see what you're doing. Yes. Once it has calmed down enough, I'm. 
<laughs> I'm going to start punching the water because it is a mirrored surface. So, uh, so what are you doing specifically? Oh God, here we go. He's gonna punch water, and it's gonna punch everything in the immediate proximity. Yes. He's punching the world, basically. Yeah. Uh, so, but... are, are you acting in the Obsidian Shards of Infinity tricks? Yes. Not too good for them now, are you? <laughs> it's useful. It's overpowered. It's not overpowered. It's powered. Okay. This is Godbound we're talking about. It's not overpowered. Okay. Uh, it says... It doesn't say who, how many people I strike. Oh, yeah, which but, one? Reaching through the mirror? Uh, yes, reaching through the mirror. That allows you to attack anyone who is nearby a mirror. Oh, oh, shoot. Now, I would put your attention down to draw forth every shard if uh, you would be yes. so inclined. Oh, shoot. That changes it. I misread that, so. That's okay. Yeah. Well, I could. I could use draw forth one shard uh, and make a mirror of the beast of the tri-beast. Actually, if you draw them all forth, that'd be hilarious. Draw forth every shard as a martial artist action. You shatter reality, uh, which is all you've been doing, by the way, and it creates duplicates of you. Oh, okay. That fight is a battle group. Okay, uh, let's see which one. Yeah, I think I'll do a draw forth every shard. All right, so striking up a striking up the form of the Obsidian Shards of Infinity and making the mudra of replication and fracture lines, you break reality around you like a bad mirror, and now there is a swarm of you all in battle formation around you. Yes, excellent. They all nice say at the same time. <laughs> yes, excellent. <laughs> they uh, all seem fucking actually... pleased with themselves. <laughs> that's actually the only all I can do during that action. I really like the fact that all his all his reality warping abilities look like breaking glass. Oh yeah, that that actually fit in pretty well thematically. <laughs> yes. So, uh, just to say, here is what your dudes look like. They're a brazen legion. Like, they don't look like that, but this is what the stat block looks like. Oh, okay. Which, uh... Oh, shit, I should have given you... Oh, whoops, I forgot to put in the... Oh, no, small mob. Haha. <laughs> so it's the 20-hit die version, the first slice. Which is devastating at these early levels. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's what you get for investing. Yeah. Later on, it doesn't pan out as much. No, those 20-hit dice get eaten for breakfast. Okay, so that just means Sola. You now have a group of uh, your allies just, you know, around, hanging out. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. We get to act next turn. Oh, yeah. You and them. Like, you both get your own turns. Jeez. It's a good thing for other people that I don't have a huge attack. 
No, but the fact that you can just keep applying it and applying it and applying it and applying yeah. it. Okay, so... The triple beast. I will try to hit with the armor penetrating penetrating fang strike. Oh. Ooh, let me go over to you. Oh my god. Look at that. Alright, so make an attack against AC9. So, 1d20 uh, oh, plus 9, because that's all you got. Yeah. And you gotta get 20. Don't worry. I've got a... You did it. Alright, it has to make a save that it's terrible at. Perfect. Oh, it's so bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> so, it has a minus four to hit uh, now, which is not great for it. Oh, you have a 15 in your luck roll now. Um, so yeah, it is not great at hitting now. I dare say you've basically, uh, I guess you just lunge on in. Uh, you, you're, you're not wearing your armor anymore, obviously, if you're using your snake style stuff. Yeah, there's no uh, way it can be. So you just go in and start attacking the snake head and, ironically enough, the dragon head and the meat body, and you seem to have damaged its pressure points and joints enough that it is no longer accurate. So like the snake heads like half disconnected the dragon heads like half disconnected from the fleshy parts. It looks like its joints and stuff are like folded inward and it's moving weirdly and the the meat body itself is like twisting around. Uh whenever you hit it by the way, Sola, you could felt like a shock, like a like a lightning shock almost. It's interesting. Like it has inbound essence, but we already knew that. Well, it uses electricity to make the the body do what it wants because the snake, the goat, and the lion are not the most uh, agreeable sorts. I see. It's arguing with itself. All right. So that's your guys' turn. The uh, the triple beast, the chimera, as it were. Uh, I guess is going to attack. So it has nine hit dice, which means it gets its hit dice to hit. Which only gets plus five to hit now. Uh, who just attacked it? You did. You did, Sola. You did this. This is you. Oh, no. And you're AC6. Okay. Yes, I am. That's fine, though. So 1d20 plus it's to hit, which is now only five. Uh, plus your AC of six. Miss. The nice. uh, snakehead lunges out at you and tries to murder you. And uh, cannot gra cannot find purchase. Hmm. Though that internal battery's charging up again, so it looks like it might be ready to try and uh, spray everyone down with hate. Uh, that's not... That's like transmuted into love or something. The Woodland Critter Swarm is going to activate its swarm ability, which is Blood Like Water, which means it gets to automatically hit you guys, and now you guys get to automatically hit it next turn. So it automatically hits us, and yep. we get to hit it now? 
Hold on. On your turn, you don't have to roll to hit it anymore. It has no more ace. It has no defense. Oh, okay. Uh, but don't forget, we forgot to do something last round. Forget? Pray. Pray. Oh, the fray dice. Yes. The fray won't be enough to drop this guy. Like, you, you just won't be able to get the numbers high enough to kill the swarm, but we will roll the fray. All of you guys take no damage. All right, an eight. So that's two. Six. So that's one. And Sola, roll your fray die. One D eight. Oh, the biggest joke. <laughs> can, you, can you botch your fray die? No. Well, technically, in that a one is a zero. So yep. you do three damage to the verminous swarm just by being there as a part of your fray action. Monkey Wait, when did you attack the swarm before? Yes. Did you hit? Yes. Oh, I've already taken into account. Yeah, I'm good. Sorry, I didn't put the max hit die next to the current, so that tricked me. Um, it's back to you guys. I'll keep murderating the swarm. Automatic four damage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you've cleared out the majority of the woodland critters. Uh, you know, large snap, little snapping turtles, uh, snakes, badgers, some chickadees, a bunch of bats and owls. You know, just critters. Mm -hmm. Man, look at this guy. Says he loves nature. Murders them all. <laughs> I don't say I love nature. I operate in nature. I eat it. Sola, what do you do? The swarm is not looking great. It probably could take an attack and that'll kill it. I get a swing at it for free. Do so it. Roll 1d8 I'm... damage. And then roll 1d8 for your uh, fray. Oh, I forgot to do my fray. Oh, and then roll 1d8 for Mocky White Wind's fray. Let me do that. Oh, that's a six. Then that's a three. Look at all that. So six and a three. So six and three do the two damage uh, because of the chart we all, of course, know about. Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. whoa. The six actually kills the swarm. The three is one damage and the five is one damage. So... Just with your fray dice, uh, Sola, you eliminate the rest of the woodland critters. Um, and unfortunately, the chimera itself is a worthy foe and not vulnerable to fray. Right? Oh, well. So you could roll to attack with your sword at this point, Sola. Sure. On the 20 plus... On the chimera, you get plus six. Wow. Womp womp. Woof. Ix, or sorry, uh, the Magister. All right. Well, I think the about a thousand Magisters will now descend upon the Chimera <laughs> and punch it in the face. So they get one d twenty plus seven plus six. So one d twenty plus thirteen to hit. Twenty plus twenty. You said thirteen. Yet, trying to be ridiculous. Well, not that ridiculous. You're close. All right. So the dozen or so magisters uh, start kicking the shit out of this thing, and do one d ten plus two damage. I would uh, roll that up. That's two damage. That's not rolling. 
a mighty six, so oh. two damage. Two damage, yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. Well, Still, a lot of them just pummeling the ever-loving crud out of it. With his fists. Yup, and then you get your turn. Oh, that's right. I am separate <laughs> from them. I think I will also join in on this fray thing and uh, maybe punch at the back. Oh, so right. I don't have any magical weapons on me, so. Um, I damage. think. Doesn't uh, one the... of these powers has to do it? Does the lesser strife? It doesn't say that I've got any magic. Oh my god, it doesn't make your attacks magic. <laughs> it just makes you stupidly hard to hit and stupidly... Uh... Yeah. It doesn't make your attacks magic. That's brutal. Yeah, so my character doesn't know that, so he will punch them. Oh, he, and he, would, he, would, he would know. Yeah. He's aware. He's, he's, he understands the martial arts he mastered. Yes. You need what you need are artifact uh, knives or artifact cat claws or something. Yeah, yeah. I think that was an intentional choice on my part, too. Yeah. Not, to every, you... not every style makes your attacks magical. Yeah. We need to get you an artifact uh, brass knuckle. But I, I can't use... Oh, cyan knives. No. Oh. oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, so I will hold my action. Excuse me. Uh, then that means it's the Chimera's turn. The Chimera we'll action in front of its face. What are you? Uh, what are you? What are you looking to do? What do you think you're? Uh... I'm taunting it. Are you gonna try and draw its attack? Yes. All right. Fine. Instead of going in for the nuke, it's going to attack you then. All right. What is your AC? Uh, I don't think that matters at the moment because I'm going to use Ripple in the Silvered Glass. To have it attack itself? Yes. And <laughs> not no. <laughs> so hopefully what this will look like is that its snake head will lunge out from itself, curl in and bite its own neck. Like, like Chimera starting to fight with itself. Like Hiram like, McDaniels getting into an argument with himself. Yes. <laughs> and it will look like I did absolutely nothing. <laughs> Full on Black Claw. All right, so can the Chimera hit itself? It's terrible to hit right now. It does get a spirit save. Uh, oh, wait, no, two. Just, just to see through the deception. Yeah. All right, armor class six, so... Whoop. Hmm. Miss. It missed itself. Yeah. <laughs> Unless... Yeah. It played itself. <laughs> it dodged itself. Well, it does have an advantage of that. That was three. its turn, though. You only committed effort for the scene to negate its turn. You usually have to commit effort for the day to get a similar result. Yeah. Clever little thing. Your guys' turn. Uh, rip and tear. This thing has big guts. Oh my god. <laughs> Full on doom. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, three plus six, right? 
This thing's uh This thing's AC six, yes. Yep. Jiminy Christmas. Let's roll some damage. One. Oh, oh womp womp. <laughs> hey, at least I'm doing damage. Soul and, ma and the Magister. This is it. And the Magister Swarm. Uh, mostly the Magister Swarm. Wait. Does the Magister Swarm attacks count as magic? That's a good question. Uh, oh, I don't think they do. Oh no, I summoned the swarm for nothing. <laughs> oh no, this is a serious flaw in the style. <laughs> great for taking out NPCs. Not great yeah. for like, behemoths. No. I can only imagine my swarm is like just ineffectually just like slapping, slapping the face around. I imagine them curb stomping it. <laughs> only it's not doing any damage. I know. It's just like nasty. It's just intimidating. Uh, well, if the swarm can't do anything useful, I'm going to have them scout around. The mob will go do so. <laughs> Sola. Go find the master! This is your moment, Sola. This is my moment. If you roll high enough, you can kill this thing. It's time to do I'm going to smite it! Alright, 2d8 smite, go. This is your moment, Sola. Seven yeah. and six. Uh, oh, seven and six. That's four damage. It's dead. Yes. I did it. See? Hold you. I knew it. Not bad, Sola. Good job. Don't... Don't patronize me! <laughs> yeah. It begins. Uh, Alright. Calling down an occult curse on this thing. Uh, it detonates open uh, in Ew. the yeah with uh, corresponding essence and destruction uh, revealing that the snake head is basically built inside of this thing and uh, you know has like venom sacks full of essence kind of like a fire breathing module uh, and it's just kind of moving around not being effectual anymore uh, so like the mechanical pieces are, mo are twitching and moving, but yeah, like but it's the, dead. You've killed it. But but the uh, sinew pieces that were used to be connected to all got disconnected, and it's probably like got half cut open now. The and... chimera body has been blown apart, leaving behind yeah. just like some of the heads and wings and the robot parts moving around. Well, see, I man, I told you we didn't have to retreat. I had armor. <laughs> yeah. Your armor certainly saved you. Amazing. So. Is there I anything think... around here? Did your swarm find stuff? <laughs> like, I, I feel like my swarm should have split off into tiny uh, individual pieces that goes around looking for things, but I can only imagine, like, the swarm as one entity that just kind of, like, as a as a group goes, hop, 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 hop. Oh, yeah, like, like the rubies from Steven Universe. <laughs> yes. The dozen of the mere yous are basically searching around, making martial arts stances because, you know, they're fighting martial arts stances. Yes. 
So they're just moving around, making like poses and arm motions, uh, sweeping through the area, trying to find anything to fight. <laughs> oh god, I can just see this. They also sound yeah. all smugly satisfied with themselves, just like the Magister does. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, it's eventually like... reality will have to reassert itself and they'll disappear, but for the moment I will enjoy this. It's like it's like a Vogue squadron. Yeah, it's like a JCPenney kind of log vomited up all over around here. <laughs> oh god. Uh, so the center of this manse, or yeah, this manse that they the the swarm was dragging the chimera towards is where these mandala of rocks uh, basically ends in a slab or a sort of basalt altar. Um, as you guys are searching around, that altar has basically started to recess into the ground slowly, like a lift. Hop on. So, um, are is, we sure we want to do that? Just, just before. Uh, so it's uh, whatever time it is for you guys right now. Are we good to continue, or should we make this the cliffhanger leading into next week? Probably should make it the cliffhanger. Uh, yeah, I want to go with cliffhanger. That's perfect. It's like nine my time. Okay. All right, this is good, gang. So everyone will get two XP, uh, including the Magister, but I'll just update him to the full amount that you guys had, plus that two. So what does that leave us? That's, uh... I think it's 24 you guys are at now, right? We were at 24, we're at 26. Now. Yeah, so now you guys are all at 26 XP, and I'll give you all two more Dominion. Sweet. And, uh, yeah, this is good. Do you guys have fun? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that means I've got 5 XP to spend. Oh man, it builds up fast. Yes, it does. One more XP and yeah. you have an entire other martial arts. Builds up fast and you spend it fast. Trust me, I just spent all four of mine before this session. <laughs> yeah, no problem, Exthalion. Uh, yeah, if you want to join, feel free. It'll be uh, fun. That'd make a nice full group right there. Yeah, we'd have five people. All different types of exalts. What would he join us? Exalion was talking about a Twilight Solar or an Alchemical. Should be awesome. Oh, that'd be weird. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Especially because pretty be... cool. Alchemicals are strong in uh, in Godbound. Really strong. Man, I'm strong in Godbound. <laughs> I'm terrified in Godbound. <laughs> hmm. So yeah, next session, uh, Darkview will be back. We'll all be together, and you can uh, you can uncover the final act in the monsters uh, in the northeast. As we come back, and he's like, "My people need me. I am here." <laughs> That'd be so funny. He actually tracks us down. It's like, what the hell are they doing? Three so days there's wandering so wood. there's a bunch of fate <laughs> stuff going on in the area. Someone's breaking the loom. Yeah, I might be needing to calm that down a little bit. And if Excellium plays the alchemical, alchemicals also aren't integrated into fate. So Darkview's <laughs> going to be like, "Oh, are you kidding me? What the hell's happening here? Why is it? Why am I at fault now? Because I hang out with you guys. I just went. I just played myself. <laughs> I shouldn't have reported on this at all." <laughs> oh dear. Oh man, it'd be great if the it wasn't alchemical joining because then we could find them in the. Uh, in the labs being experimented on. Maybe. It all depends on what, what if Ecthelion plays, if he does play one, and if that's what he wants. But, yeah. this was good times, guys. Um, mm -hmm. 
So yeah, this is Devin and that's you Justin. Guys. Oh, oh. Uh, Joe. Uh, this is Sam. All right, then this is sponsored by Nobody. Signing off. I don't want to set the world on fire. I just want to start a flame in your heart.